across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Thank you, George. Always a pleasure to come into his studio afterwards because he keeps it cool and he keeps it tidy. Uh, it's Friday the 13th. Apparently, the world is going to end today. Well, we've got two hours left then. Let's see what happens. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a boss that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home stop it there i had um <clears throat> the misfortune and i don't this show is celebrates everything and is celebratory and is we embrace stuff and we try not to be too negative but i've just watched 15 minutes of, of what has to be the worst ever television program in the world in the world ever and i watch a lot of crap and i watch 15 minutes of this um Hang on a minute. Martin, Martin has emailed in. Martin emailed the show yesterday. I must bring to your attention, Ian, this outbreak of UFO sightings all over the world and in the UK. There are reports that a UFO landed in the Mexico desert on Tuesday and has been seized by the Mexican military. I am very worried about this, Ian. Are we on the brink of an invasion by aliens from outer space? Oh, Martin from Leeds, phoning me up, you, you pudding. Because I don't know anything about it, and you keep emailing in. I don't know. 
Anyway, I don't watch TV. I find it tedious, I find it um, dull, I find it, it, most of the programmes on there are rubbish. And I've been let down too many times by television in the past. 0344-499-1000, by the way. I've been let down uh, by Lost, by Fringe. Um, The end of Breaking Bad was a bit pony, actually. Now I think uh, think back on it. Battlestar Galactica. All of these programmes were excellent, excellent, excellent. Oh, is that it? Rubbish endings. Right. Absolutely rubbish. So I don't watch TV. And British TV um, is spectacularly rubbish. I'm talking about the dramas. Okay, they, 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 Even just the look of them compared to um, American TV. Awful. Um, but the TV was... I got to work at about six o'clock tonight, so four hours before I'm due in to start the show. Because I had a busy day. I was out... Um, filming something in, in the morning, and then I was doing a voiceover in the afternoon, and then, you know, instead of just hanging around in freezing cold London, being caught up in the blizzard, ha, 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 I came in here. And so the TV was on. Um, first things first, what the hell has happened to EastEnders? When did Bonnie Langford appear in EastEnders? Uh, we watched some of that. Awful. Then, um... Then Room 101 came on, and now it's like a game show. Uh, the last time I saw Room 101, it was Paul Merton, and he'd have a celebrity on, and they would put things in Room 101. But now it's Frank Skinner, and it's three celebrities, and it's like a game show. What the hell is that about? And I I turned it off after ten minutes. I can't watch any programmes um, that have got people in that I've worked with. Yeah, it just makes me feel bitter. Um, so I, we I, we switched that over, and then I don't know what was on because I was watching Netflix. Uh, perhaps I should have been prepping the show. Um, but then we watched some of what has got to be the worst television program ever created and it's not me being a snob right i'm not being snobbish because i like lowest common denominators you know i like bass i can dig bass you know but this it was mrs brown's boys now i know i know i know okay the liberal comedy elite i don't know what that means it it, it, within that community it is trendy to knock Mrs. Brown's boys. And it gets something like 15 million viewers a week. 15 million people can't be wrong, Ian. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. It was awful. I saw... What, so Mrs. Brown's boys is a man, right? It's a man. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. A little bit of cross-dressing. You know, I've just been to see two pantomimes. It's a great British. He's Irish. Northern or Southern, I don't know. I'm going to say Southern. But it's a great tradition um, for men to dress up as women. I haven't got a problem. Shakespearean. Shakespeare. We weren't allowed to have women actors um, on the stage. It was men. It's fine. Love it. Beautiful. Brilliant. I dig it. But it was... Quite simply, the unfunniest thing I've ever had the misfortune to witness. And I presented Rise 
and I was in the Persuasionists. So I know a thing or two about unfunny, right? I know a thing or two about unfunny. So the bits I saw in Mrs. Brown's Boys this evening, she was mopping the floor, and then she got the mop and rubbed her undercarriage with it. Okay, oh, nice little bit of um, physical comedy. Then I saw a bit, and if you saw it, you, you, you'll know what I'm doing. Then there was a bit where she was being interviewed by a man, and the man was acting like it was a Radio 4 comedy, or it was like a, a, a BBC One comedy from 1986, like um, Home Sweet Home or something. You remember Home Sweet Home? I used to quite like that. But she, the, the guy was acting like that. And Mrs. Brown was getting laughs. But it wasn't because Mrs. Brown was saying funny lines. It wasn't because Mrs. Brown was doing funny gags. She wasn't doing any gags. She just kept effing. I counted seven Fs in the last six minutes of that show. Seven Fs! At least! Uh, And that's including one that she mouthed. She didn't say, didn't say one out loud. She mouthed it. Oh, you, you're an effing idiot. And I, I wasn't saying feck like they cleverly did on Father Ted. Was that, was, I wasn't saying F or effing. Was actually saying the word. Was actually saying the word. At 10 to 10. on B, That was BBC One, was it, I'm guessing. At 10 to 10. On BBC One. Effing this. F in that. Now, I'm not a prude, okay? When it comes to swearing, I do think, I do think a well-timed F-bomb, S-bomb, even a a C-bomb, I do think they can be very, very funny. There's the, the funniest bit in planes, trains and automobiles. You've seen that, the Steve Martin and um, John Candy film, right? It's the funniest, funniest bit. And when... Is it John Hughes that directed it? I think it was John Hughes. And um, when it was put in, it increased the rating from a PG to a 15. And the film company and everyone said, you have to take that scene out. This is meant to be a family movie. You have to take that scene out. And John Hughes, or whoever it was, directed it, said, no, no, no. That's the funniest scene. And to to his credit, he kept it in. It means you can't show that film to kids, which is a shame, but it's a funny scene. And it's the scene when Steve Martin, it's about an hour into the film, Steve Martin is trying to rent a car. And the woman says, you can't rent a car. And it's about two minutes long. And it is the filthiest tirade of tirade 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 it's the filthiest stream of language ever no swearing in the rest of the film right it's completely swear free apart from that scene it's probably a bit longer than two minutes actually it's probably about four minutes four minute monologue where it's just effing s f it's hilarious right scuppered the film you know being a perennial 
It's, it's Thanksgiving, isn't it? But, but you know, it could be a Christmas... It could be a classic Christmas movie, but because of that scene, you can't show it to kids. But it's beautiful. It's beautifully placed. About an hour into the film. And then there's no more swearing after it. And he, he savours... Steve Martin savours every swear word deliciously. Listen here, lady. You effing get me an effing... It's beautiful. So I, I like a good swear-up. I think it's funny. I think it's funny, and I think it can be clever. I do think swearing, when done well, can be very, very clever. can really wait a punchline, you know, or, or, or if it's shocking. For, for You know, it comes from, from a character who hasn't sworn before, or you wouldn't expect... It's funny. It's funny. But in this Mrs. Brown's Boys... Literally, there was a scene where every sentence she said, it was effing. It was effing. And I'm sitting there thinking, really? Really? And also, I don't know how they got that many swear words in. Because with um, TV, particularly before 10 o'clock, you have to do, you can do this weird trade-off. You can say, look, you can have swears in, and then the channel will watch it and go, right, you're going to have to lose one of those Fs. But if you lose an F and a bloody, you can have an S. And you do little trade-offs like that. They Literally, they go in and go, right, well, you've got five Fs. If you lose two Fs and a bloody, I'll let you have an S. And they do, that's what they do. But it was just relentless. Now, I, it, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this because I'm expecting you to phone in and defend mrs brown's boys i would imagine that because you've made a conscious decision to listen to this radio show oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand by the way um because you've made a conscious decision to listen to this radio show that we're kind of on the same wavelength as to what's funny kind of you say roughly we, in the Venn diagram of what we think is funny, that, that there'll be quite a lot of crossover. So I, I'm not expecting any of you to be listening at home going, oh, he's slagging off. He's being rude about Mrs. Brown's Boys, one of my favourite shows of all time. What the hell is... I'm not, I'm not expecting that at all. If, if you are a fan of Mrs. Brown's Boys, 0344 499 1000. You can phone up and you can... Um, explain it to me and maybe it was a bad episode tonight maybe the 15 minutes i saw where they thought she thought she was going to get put in an old people's home but they i guess they were talking about a dog were they maybe it wasn't a great episode you know maybe i picked a bad episode to watch everyone kept telling me about that um scottish program what's it called still Still crazy, still town, still, still something. And everyone said, oh, you've got to watch that. You've got to watch that. It's very, very funny. And um, still game, that's it. And uh, I watched an episode and I came on, I think I watched a Christmas episode. And I came on and said, well, I watched that and it was rubbish. And everyone, oh, no, 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 no. You shouldn't have watched that one. That wasn't a very good one. You should have watched a better one. Um, so may- maybe tonight's episode of Mrs. Brown's Boys was not a particularly good episode to watch. I don't know. But really, is that 
what we've become in terms of television comedy that shouldn't be on that shouldn't be on the bbc that that shouldn't be on the bbc it's awful lazy oh but 15 million people love it well they're all wrong they are all wrong everybody who likes that show is an idiot uh, it, it, it is lazy old-fashioned and i'll tell you another one let's do it citizen khan sweet lord now we know why that's on bbc don't we because it's a muslim comedy and that's why it's awful though it's awful isn't it and I've watched Citizen Khan several times because I'm fascinated by its awfulness. By just how terrible it is. There was one bit in it, uh, 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 one episode where he was slagging someone off and she was stood behind him. And halfway through the slagging off, he went, she stood behind me, isn't she? Oh, God! Flipping heck, man! Is that the best? Is that the best you can do? Oh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get um, Mrs. Brown's boys, the cast of Mrs. Brown's boys, and the cast of Citizen Khan. Whether they're in all of the episodes, some of the episodes, or none of the episodes. And what we're going to do is we're going to kill them all. We're, I mean, is that a bit extreme? We're going to kill everybody that's involved with those television programmes. I, I, maybe it's a bit extreme, right? But they are flipping awful. Absolute terrible programmes. And the BBC is better than Citizen Khan. The BBC is better than Mrs Brown's boys. Absolute pony. On that bombshell... 0344. But by the way, you, you, uh, I just had to get that off my chest. You can call in about anything. You know the rules, guys. 0344 499 1000. We call you back. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000. The last show of the week. Um, tonight, Manny, where's Manny gone? Manny was there, ready to go, about to go to Manny, and he's disappeared. Manny, come back on. Um, Ken! Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Ken. Now, listen, if you don't mind, I I would like to sing a lovely song. Oh, Ken, if it's about Jesus, mate, I'm going to pass. Well, it's to sing a song for those who are depressed. No, 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 because, listen, Ken, no, because you're actually, okay. what, Ken, because uh, the, the stuff you say about depression is actually um, medically unsound, um, is dangerous, okay. and um, is, 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 is just wrong, Ken. What you say about depression is just wrong. So, no, I'm not okay. going to let you sing a song about depression. Well, let's talk about the swearing then. Can we talk about that? You have a discussion you, about swearing. You, uh, and by the way, thank you for the book you sent me. Right. I'm you never going. I'm never going to read it. Why not? Because it, I, I, what was it called? The what's it called again? It's called the Messiah. Uh, uh, hold on, it's called the uh, the Messiah Factor. Yeah, it's all about Jesus and stuff, isn't it? 
Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to read it, Ken. I've I've got too many books that I'm looking forward to read. I've I've just finished my the one about glam music. Then I'm probably going to read the Brian Wilson autobiography. Then the Dean Torrance. Then I've got the guitarist from the Sex Pistols. So so thank you, Ken. But um, well, I'm I'm not going to read it. Let's just discuss for a wee minute then, if you don't mind, if you can make a couple of comments about uh, your prologue there, your introduction. Uh, what, a, a question, Ian, what is beautiful and funny about listening to people speaking with a filthy language? What's beautiful about that? Sometimes a well-timed F-bomb is is just hilarious. What's um, 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 about it? Um, Sorry? What's hilarious about that? Well, you can't, Ken, you can't um, break down comedy like that and explain it as well, you know. But a, a really well-timed F-bomb or S-bomb or even a C-bomb is is funny. It's as simple as that. It's funny. Well, uh, what's funny about it? But Ken, what's funny about cursing and swearing? That's an honest question. Yeah, well, and I've, and I've told you, Ken, I've told you, Ken, you, you, you can't break right. down comedy like that. It, it It's just funny. Listen, the best comedic comedy shows in the past, for example, Dad's Army, which is a fantastically funny programme, yeah. there's no cursing and yes. swearing. Just because some programmes are funny without swearing doesn't mean that swearing can't be funny. But you know, you know what is the, the cause of swearing? Is it um, you know not, it, not having Jesus in your heart and turning to the dark side no, or something? No, it, no, it, no, it being no, part no. of the empire? No, that's not the... The reason people swear, and I used to swear a lot, so I'm not saying this to judge anyone, but... Well, you're being quite judgmental, Ken, as you always are. The reason I used to swear was because I had a filthy, unclean heart. Yeah, because you didn't have Jesus. Ken, you're not listening to a word I'm saying, as per (laughs) usual, and I never expect you to, but I'm going to keep persevering. Um, Listen, just because some things without swearing in are are funny doesn't mean that swearing isn't funny and the scene with steve martin in planes trains and automobiles is absolutely wonderful and and it's filthy it's filthy and it's hilarious and it's beautiful and it's art ken it's art that's a sign that if somebody thinks like that about cursing and swearing, that's a sign that they have a perverted heart. No, it's not, Ken. It's not yes, at all. Yes. And there's and there's the arrogance that that, I, that I hinted at. There's the arrogance you display where where you think that you are you are better than everyone. That you 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 know stuff. You, yeah, you do, no, you do, you don't say it specifically, Ken, but it's it's implied in in what you say. No, you do, I'm Ken. Not... Every phone call you've made to me, and every phone no. call I've ever heard you make on another radio station. Um, it is implied that, that that you are you have a superiority because you have Jesus living. Ken, 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 Ken. It is Ken, Ken. Listen, I am. Ken, I tell you, Ken. I'll tell you why it's funny. Shall I tell you why it's funny? Right. Shall I show you an example of how it's funny? Pardon? Shall I give you? Shall I give you an example of how swearing is funny? No, I don't want to hear your filthy language. Well, Ken, there's there's the arrogance again. There's the arrogance. You listen. listen. You, you, uh, you, you, you have, Ken, the, the arrogance of sending me that book, the arrogance of you thinking, the the arrogance you think of, of, of knowing what's funny. You're you're a very arrogant man, Ken. Quite unpleasant to talk to. I will listen to your program. You never listen anyway. You just phone in. I will never listen to you again. Good. 
You need help, my friend. No, I don't, Jesus Ken. No, Ken, you. what you say, Ken, you. Ken, what you say is dangerous, is misleading, is upsetting. You claim that depression is a spiritual malady because people haven't got Jesus living in their heart. Ken, depression kills people. It's it's a fatal disease, okay? You don't say that people have got cancer because they haven't got Jesus living in their heart. Or maybe you do. Perhaps you do say that. Do you? Of course not. OK, right. Well, depression is the... Ken, depression is depression is the same thing. It is a disease, Ken. And you coming on saying that, oh, you've got, you've got depression because you haven't got Jesus in your heart, that's dangerous, mate. That's, that's dangerous. It kills people. Listen, Ian, can I say something now? Yeah. Right. I bet, I it's, I bet it's not in response. Hang on. I bet it's not in response to what I just said, because exactly you don't listen. Exactly Let's see. Let's see how much in response it is to what I just said, Ken. Away right. you go. I have never once come on the radio and stated that I felt I was better than anyone. No, you don't say it specifically. You, say, you don't say it uh, 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 overtly. You say it covertly. Let me speak, Ian, please. Well, you're not listening. You're not listening. You're not responding to what I just said, Ken. I'm responding to your first question. I didn't ask you a question. I I made several statements. You asked me to respond to what you'd said. Yeah, I didn't ask. I didn't. I didn't ask you to respond to a question. Clear that I am a sinner saved by the grace of God. Here's the arrogance. Nothing. You give Christians a bad name. You give Christians a terrible, terrible name with your arrogance. Okay, you can say that if you like, but you won't even let me speak. Because you're boring, Ken. It's really boring what you're saying. And it's arrogant, and what you say is dangerous. You're medically dangerous. Ian, God wants to help you. Jesus Christ. You need help. We all need help in this life. I've just come on you to tell you that God wants to help you. Why are you angry about that? No, I'm not angry about that. Yes, you are. No, you've not... Again, there's there's the arrogance. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I'm angry about you thinking you know better and giving out advice for people who actually have medical conditions. God knows best. Okay, Ken. Okay. And I think God is telling you not to listen to this show anymore, Ken. I won't listen to you again. Excellent news. I won't listen to you again. Excellent. Okay, goodbye, Ian. Listen, God bless your life for salvation. Don't end up in hell, Ian. God loves you. Ken, hell isn't real, mate. Hell isn't hell isn't real. Hell was made up to keep idiots um, in in control. Ken, 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 hell isn't a real place, mate. It was made up. It was made up to keep the workers scared and subservient. That's what it was made up for. It's not real. You will find out, Ian. And I've said this to help you. Okay, Ken. Okay, Ken. God bless you now, and try and read that book. I won't uh, it's, Ken, it's in the bin. It's in, the book's in the bin. Okay, well, that's your choice. Yes, it is. It really, really is. God will bring that to your attention on Judgment Day, how you reject it as well. Okay, so, so God will, will pick me up, right, on Judgment Day, and say, hang on a minute, didn't Ken send you a book? And I go, yeah. And he said, you didn't read it. I go, yeah. He goes, right, that's hell. You go, you're off, off you go to hell. You no, didn't read no, Ken's no, book. No, 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 You don't go to hell for not reading my book. You go to hell for rebelling against God. Okay, Ken. Okay, Ken. Thanks for oh, calling, Ken. That applies to all of us. Thanks for calling, Ken. I won't listen to you again, Ian, but listen, I will pray you, for you've you. You've never listened to me anyway, particularly not in our phone calls. I will continue to pray for you. Okay, Ken. You. Thanks, Ken. Bye-bye. 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 
He'll call again. Oh three four four. Of course he will. Me and George are the only shows that give him um, <laughs> that give him airtime. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, uh, loads of people tweeting me and texting me saying you should have sworn at Ken. Uh, I was very close to. It. <laughs> I was very close to it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to um, give me a call, you can. It's a late night phoning show about absolutely nothing or everything. It's up to you. You can call in about anything you want. Oh, it's the end of the world. I meant to ask Ken about that. It's the end of the world, possibly today. We'll have a look at that in a second. Before that, though, let's go to John Dredge. God will punish you, Ian. There's no question about it. That is good, man. Is that good? Yeah, that is really good. (laughs) I've written five books. They're in the post today. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, let, yeah, so, uh, yes. Yes, there we go. I, 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 the, the book that Ken sent me is in the bin, uh, because... The Gospel According to St. Ken. There we go. <laughs> He'll be back, because, say, hey, me and George are the only shows that give him, um... Although, well, he goes on whale a bit, actually, so so maybe, uh... You know, we're not we're not that desperate for calls that we need. Um, okay, and I'm not. I, I, I feel I have to say this. I don't have to say this, but I'm going to say, it. I'm not in any way anti-religious or anti-Christian or anti-Muslim or anti-Sikh or any any of that stuff at all. You know, but, but let, everyone can do what they want to do, peace and love. It's just the arrogance of some members of um, various religious communities um, that. It just it just upsets me, you know. And I've lost I've lost jobs because of people like that, because of ar- the arrogance of people like that. And it's you know, it's, uh, peace and love, man. Peace and love. Everybody, everybody, get on and do their thing, Dredge. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what he'd think of Life of Brian. You know, <laughs> he'd misunderstand it and think it was making fun of Jesus. Yeah. Wow. But um, yeah, you're a fan so, of uh, so... Mrs. Brown's Boys, Dredge. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I have to be honest here, I, I, I've i been put off by, you know, hundreds of pe- people saying how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> that has had an effect. Have you ever so seen I've never it? watched it. No, this is the thing. No. And I'd, I'd, I'd dissed it in the past, but I'd never seen it. So when we saw it was on tonight, I was like, oh, well, I'll watch a bit of this. You know, I'm sat in front of the TV, I've got nothing to do. I'll watch a bit of it. <laughs> it was... Yeah. It it was worse, if at all possible. Yeah, yeah, significantly worse. worse. Possibly imagined. Yeah, it really, really was, Dredge. And um, (laughs) I'm watching. So how? Why? Why? Who are all these people that 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 like it, and why? Idiots. Who are these people? Is it like not idiots? I can imagine my mum laughing at it. You know, really? Yeah. It's got lots of f words in it. Oh, she would find she would find that very deliciously naughty. Um, but, you know, the yeah. joke, it was, it, it, he was, she was arguing with a man, and she was saying stuff that was like a really weak gag, but to bolster it, she was, she was putting effing in there. Yeah, man. And oh. that's what people, and the, the studio audience were in hysterics. Um, and that's what people were laughing at, the fact that she was effing. I mean, that is, that is quite unusual, isn't it, on, uh, on TV even now, isn't it, in a TV comedy? It re- well, it was. It did strike me as odd, and also the odd one. Yeah, I, I can kind yeah, of yeah. The odd one. The odd one. But I mean, it was, it was a, I'm not to say it. 
I'm not going to say, but there was, there was an absolutely incredible one in Alan Partridge. I'm not going to say what it was, but it yeah. was brilliant. And I think it was the only time they ever used that word. And because it, I think somebody said, use shock sparingly. Yeah. When it comes to comedy, you know, I think someone said that to John Cleese or something. And I think that's right, you know, you have to use it sparingly for it to be of any value. And that, shock, my, shock, no, and shock can be funny. That's partly, you know, yeah, one yeah, of the reasons yeah. we laugh is out of, is out of shock. And, 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 you know, when you've been watching something that's, that's been clean all the way through and, you know, the, the, the swear word pops up, it, 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 if it's done, and there are some actors, Steve Martin, um, Steve Coogan, all the Steves, that can deliver just a perfectly timed F-bomb or an S-bomb or even a C-bomb um, that, that can be beautiful. I mean, it's interesting because, like, my, my parents find bad language really, really offensive Do for they? some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I remember seeing an Eddie Izzard video, and I, was thinking, I remember thinking, this is brilliant, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show this to Dad, he'll like this. Yeah. And then, and then when I showed it to my dad, I suddenly realised there were all these swear words in it, <laughs> and he hated it because of that. But I hadn't noticed. I tell you, I tell you. Okay, here's here's a funny one. I think it's it might be season one or season two. But I think it's season one of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and it's a little bit sweary all the way through. But the the episode where he submits an obituary for his wife's uh, aunt that is incredible, and, uh, and it's that like episode amazing. eight, right? And 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 it's the c word, which has even if at all possible, has even stronger resonance in the, in America. It's an even stronger swear word than it is over here. It, it, it's, I mean, this is a few years ago, actually, so it was still quite powerful. And um, he's, he thinks he's written, you know, this obituary for dearly beloved aunt, and he walks into the family whistling, and the whole family is sat there, and he says, what's wrong? Did, did, and they said, the obituary. He said, yeah, yeah, I got the obituary in. And they say, read it. And they hand it to him, and he goes, dearly beloved, and he says the C word. And then they just keep saying the C word. But it says C. I didn't put C, <laughs> but it says you've called her C. And it just, yeah. and, 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 and there it's, it's the fact that A, it's 25 minutes into an episode. It's episode eight into a series where we've not had this word before. And then they just keep hammering it home. And it's wonderful. And I could show that scene to my, I, I may have shown that scene to my mum actually. And she would have found it hilarious. But when we tried to do it with Mrs. Brown's boys, by the sound of it, it didn't work. <laughs> How did you, did you do a gig tonight? Wasn't it tonight? No, no, no. I've got, I've, um, I've got this uh, sketch-off competition coming up. But I, uh, you know, that's, yeah, it's like in a couple of weeks, you, yeah. you do like five minutes of sketches and it's like a competition. So I'm a bit, I don't like competitions much, no. but it should be just like a good gig to do. Okay, well, that's But, cool. um, but yeah, um, you're going to see the King of Comedy again, I believe. Is that what you said yesterday? A week Monday, yes. We're off to see the King of Comedy, the BFI. I've never seen one of my favourite, favourite films. I've not seen it for years. And funnily enough, I found the DVD a month ago and was going to watch it. And I'm glad I didn't because I've not seen it for years. I've never seen it in a cinema. Um, and so I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled about that. That's going to be a joy. Uh, I've got, got uh, some information for you about uh, the King of Comedy. Yes. The only film Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese have made together in which De Niro has facial hair. I'll give you there that. There you go. Okay, Wh which rock band is in it? The Clash. Oh, he's right, The Clash are in it. 
Um, and my favourite, my favourite bit is the scene where he, he's in um, uh, um, Jerry's house. Uh, uh, no, uh, that is improvised. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. And Scorsese was was getting frustrated because um, why can't I think of um, Jerry Lewis? Jerry Lewis wasn't getting angry enough, so he kind of took um, um, De Niro to one side and said, "You've got to get this guy angry." And so De Niro launched into a massive before they were ta- taking launched into a massive anti-Semitic rant at Jerry Lewis, calling him all kinds of you know obnoxious words, uh, to, and he was furious. And Scorsese went action. And then they filmed it then, and so it's proper, a proper annoyed man. You see, it's wonderful. You know, you, you know, surely that you know it wouldn't. It, it's not that difficult to make Jerry Lewis annoyed. <laughs> oh, I love it! I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be. But fun. apparently, I didn't know that. Another thing was that he w- was married at the time to, to to the woman that he takes into her house. I didn't realise that he was actually married to her. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, Diane oh, no. Abbott, her name is. I did, I did know that, actually, Dredge, I did know that. So, <laughs> thank so you. you. are clever, you thank, are clever. I am a clever man. Um, anything you. else before I cut you off? No. Goodbye. Dispatched. Dispatched! Caddick, you're up next, 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Chris. Hello. Hello, Chris. How are you? All right, sir? I'm all right, thank you, Chris. How are you, mate? Well, not bad, like okay, keeping on, like keeping you know. on, keeping on. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd give you a phone call, like, to yeah. see if you've ever heard anything about these chips, RFID chips, or anything like that. Go on, tell me about the ID chips, Chris. Well, people plant them in, you like, and you start getting loads of uh, loads of crap from everyone, like. Who uh, who plants the I? Who, have you got an ID chip planted in you? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I have. I'm pretty sure I have, like, because like I, I get burnt and all that, like. Burns. Yeah. Yeah, burn like I know it sounds crazy. It does like sound a bit crazy. The, the mental health and all that come around section me like. Yeah. Uh, who do you think? Um, who do you think implanted the chip in you? And when do you think it was done? Well, I ain't got a clue. Like you know, they say they say all sorts of like crap things. Like like I've looked it up right on the internet. Yeah. And it says uh, mind control and all stuff like that. And. I, I got a. It, it said it's. It come up and it said, "Listen, if you want to disable the things, yeah, uh, by uh, um, uh, some type of magnet. Uh, I can't think what it's called now. Right. What the magnet is yeah. like? Uh, neo, 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 dynamite. Something, something like that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the things pulling on my skin when I when I'm chasing it over my arm, you can feel it pulling and stuff. You know, Chris, like, can I ask you a question? Hey? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, and this might sound like a rude question. Yeah. yeah. Do you take cocaine? Hey. Well, you see, I, I, I have done. It's not I a no, is done. it? Yeah. Hey, but the, the, this is it. I'll like, tell you why. Because yeah, there's a. This is what the, this is what the nurse. Is and I'm not. I'm not. Listen. I'm not in any way disputing what you're saying is going on. I'm just looking at other alternatives because that's my job, right? Yeah. But there is. Um, do you, Do you take cocaine now? Uh, I've had uh, I've had doubles in it, but right, the thing okay. is, when I when I have been clean, it it, it, yeah. it, it, it still goes. Because on, one right? of the things 
with cocaine. There's a thing called cocaine psychosis, right? And one yeah. of the effects of it is yeah. you yeah. think there are things under your skin. Now, for most people, yeah, but, but, they think well, it's I, like... I they think it's like ants under... Yeah, but but some people think it's ants under their skin. Some people think it's hair growing under their skin. And some people think it's microchips. And you can see it. You can see it all around and it itches. Yeah, but but how how do you you, uh, say, like, you know, when you've got this magnet... Yeah. You know, I've read up about it. You look on it on the internet. Yeah. RFID chip, mind control and all that. Yeah. I'm telling you that. There is a lot of... Like, and I've got this neo... And you can feel it under my arm. You can feel the things. And, and the magnet actually, you know, pulls, you know, when you get two magnets together and they sort oh, of, like, consort. Yeah. It's doing that, like... There's a lot of made-up stuff on the internet. You know that, don't you? I mean, you're, hey? you're, you're, you're a sensible bloke. You know that there is a lot of made-up stuff on oh, the right. internet. Yeah. Oh, I do, like... I, I do know that, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm the last one to believe anything. Yeah. But the thing is, is it, it, it's happening, and you try and get across to your, your mental case workers and stuff like that. I went to the hospital about my leg. Yeah, I'd had like uh, five operations on the back of my leg, and they took about two loaves of bread the size size of out the back of my leg. Yeah, I have a big big wound. Like I went in there because I was still having pain with it. Like yeah, and. Uh, they just thought that I mentioned something else while I was in there because you have to queue for hours and hours yeah, yeah, and hours. So and I thought I might as well mention this chip while I'm in there. The next minute they, they said they were going to get the police and all that. They didn't want to let me go, like because they thought I'm crackers, like. Um. So you, do you have uh, the, the drug use to one side for a minute? Do you yeah. have mental health issues? Well, they say I have. Yeah, they they. They said, they said, I mean, I have got probably, yeah, I have got mental health. What, what mental know, health issues do you... Anxiety, stuff like that. Say you that know, again, I'm, sorry, I'm Chris. On the metazapine or... Oh, the metazapine. what it is now. It's not the metazapine, it's... Sertraline? Uh, I'll just get my tablets. Have a look at your tablets. I don't remember what they are, like... Uh, fluoxetine, chlorpromazine... Oh, blimey. Stuff like that, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 the fluoxetine. That's, it's the fluoxetine, that's an anti-anxiety, isn't it? What, which one? The fluoxetine, isn't that anti... That's yeah, like that's an anti- anti-anxiety, like, yeah. you know, the doctors just said double up on it, but they don't do nothing. I don't seem to fairly do nothing, like... Yeah. Um... I mean, you... Because I, I listen to you all the time, and you, you were on about the metazapine, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Um, yeah, the fluoxetine is for obsessive-compulsive behaviour. Um, yeah, the fluoxetine is, yeah. Yeah. Um... What what are you going to do then, Chris? Well, I don't know, like, you know, because you want people to take you seriously. Of course you do. You know what I mean? And, like, I know I've got a chip under there, like, I know it sounds madness. I know it sounds mad. It does mad. sound mad, doesn't it? Eh? It does sound mad. It does sound mad, yeah, it does You've, sound um, mad. Where is it? Is it in your arm, you say? Yeah, well, it's in my arm. Yeah. I-, I ordered a magnet the other day. Yeah. And y- you can feel it getting contorting. You know, Have you? You're not. Um, and I, I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this. This isn't going to put any ideas in your head because no. you sound like a sensible bloke. You've not tried to get it out yourself, have you? No, I, uh, no, no. I haven't tried to get it out myself. No. It has gone through my head, like because that you know that that would be that would be dangerous and would oh, be right, yeah. a stupid I thing do to do. That anyway, yeah, you know what I mean. It has gone through my head. How long do you think it's been in there for, Chris? Well, put it this way, right. When it, I know it sounds ludicrous, like whenever I think, whenever I think, 
I whatever I think, I get voices oh, mate. relaying yeah. whatever I think and stuff like that. You know, it's like idiots messing with your head and stuff. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, and like, you know, I spoke to me psychiatric nurses and that, and they say, oh, you know what I mean, it's it's, it's the drugs, blah, blah, or it's your head, and they section me. How uh, long were you sectioned for? Uh, three weeks, I was, like. Yeah. Three, three weeks. Was that, was that a compulsory section, or was it voluntary? Well, no, I went in there to talk to him, to try and get help, and they ended up sectioning me. Yeah. Uh, and when I went to the hospital the other day, like, this is 14 months later, I thought, I'll bring it up. And as soon as I brought it up, you know, they said, right, you know, you're not leaving. Lockdown! Chris is, yes. go- Chris is going it. nowhere, guys! Lockdown! Yeah, nowhere, that was it, like. Can I tell you what I think? Yeah, go on. I believe you... Yeah. Uh, I believe that you believe you've got a chip in your arm. Oh, I do. Like, I, I believe you believe that, totally. That. Go on, go on. Uh. But I question whether there is a chip in your arm yeah, uh, i wonder if if a combination of are you doing any, any other drugs any heroin or anything well i mean i no no i do that you know i don't like to sort of like you know I no i know but i think like it's I important when you I hate them go on i hate drugs like you know what yeah. I, mean? I hate the things like you know what i mean but i've dabbled so in all sorts yeah of what you did what, what have you done this week uh, you know what I mean? It's like... Because you sound a little bit... Have you done some heroin today? I mean, no, bloody hell. No, because you sound a little bit... You know, do you know what I mean? A little bit drowsy. Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've had some Lambrini, like... Oh, well, maybe it's the Lambrini. Yeah. Very classy, <laughs> Chris. Very classy. But you, you, I mean, you're a sensible bloke, right? And you know that yeah, a combination like of mental health issues yeah. and Class A drugs or Class C drugs, you know, but heroin and cocaine yeah. or whatever, yeah. you put those two, those together, that is, um, that is a nuts cocktail. Mental health and Class A's? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not good, is it? That's it, like, you know, they don't go like... No, they don't go, uh, do they? Uh, I mean, how can you explain when you put a magnet on your arm, one of these neo-whatever they're called? Yeah. How can you, how can you explain it, it getting, you know, uh, pulling towards your arm like there's another yeah. magnet there? I mean, how can you explain that, like? Oh, Chris. Well, listen, man... I mean, I've only worked that out today, like... Yeah. And, like, you know, when my mental health team come round in a few days, I'm, I'm going to get into all the magnet, and you can spiel it... Well, that, that, do you know what? That's not a bad... When are they coming round next? Well, he said they'd turn up today, like, and they didn't, they like, didn't. So. Well, do you know what? That's not a bad idea... Yeah. ...that when, they, when you do see them, to, sh- to, to show them... The yeah. magnet thing, because you, yeah, you, you might see... They might see stuff that you can't see... They, yeah. they, you, do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's easier if someone is looking at our bodies, and they, so they might be able to see something and explain something yeah. that, that, that you've not noticed about the phenomenon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why, yeah, Chris? Chris, exactly. listen, mate. Will you give us a call next week? Yeah, well, I definitely up for that. Nice right. one, man. Thank else you. I was going to ask you, but I forgot. Like, but I'll remember by well, next week. Well, right, if you remember it, write it down and give us a call next week, and we'll have a chat next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then. All right, man. I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. All right. Nice one. Take care, Chris. Okay, Chris bye bye. Flipping heck, isn't it? Fuck, that is, um... That's heartbreaking, isn't it? It'd be really easy. It wouldn't be easy, actually, but it would be easy to take, take in the mick there and, um, and have a laugh. But, I mean, flipping it, that is, uh, that's a troubled soul, isn't it? Poor Chris. I totally believe that he believes he's got a chip in his arm. Of course he believes it. 
And I totally believe that he's got this magnet and, and he can see it pulling. Now, you and I know that that's unlikely that that's what's going on. And that's what makes that so heartbreaking. Um, best of luck, Chris. Um, best of luck. I hope you get some clarity around that stuff. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's a weird um, Coke phenomenon. Um, where you think you've got things, un- if you do enough of it, you think you've got things under your skin. Bugs is the common one. Like, y- you can see your skin crawling with bugs and you're scratching away. So a lot of coke, uh, uh, like proper coke addicts, proper, proper hardcore coke addicts, they've got raw arms because they, um, they scratch their arms or you get scarring on the face because they think there's things under their skin. It's, it's nuts. Oh, he's, is he asleep? Yeah, there's Caddick. Classic Caddick. Hey! Sorry, I was waiting for my cue. That's all right, Cads. We thought you'd fallen asleep again. Classic Cads. (laughs) I wasn't snoring. Well, you were. Um, I'm giving a talk. I'm doing some lecturing at a college at the end of February and the end of March. And one of the clips I'm going to play them, Cads, is you asleep. Oh, which one? <laughs> I've got the time club one where I fell asleep for the second time. I'm not sure which one. I've got it on my computer. I'm going to play... There's the one where Liam... Where I have to guess Liam's occupation. Yeah. Uh, 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 well, I don't remember the specifics, um, but I am going to play I'm that not, to not, young students. I remember being on hold for 22 minutes and falling asleep there. Yeah, yeah. You, and you sound very, very drowsy now, Cads. Uh, I've been tinkering on my new computer. You've been doing what? Tinkling. Well, you th- that'll break it. Is it waterproof? You've been doing a trump? No. no oh, tink- tinkering. I thought you said tinkling. Okay, tinkering. Right, yeah, yeah that, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's Windows acceptable. 10 on. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. And how has that gone, Cads? It's gone really well. Well, good for you. Good for you. Uh... I'll talk to Tom to say hi to her. Who's this? Michelle Lauper. One of the talk radio listeners has asked me to say hi to her. Okay, I literally no idea. What, 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 no idea who or what you're talking about, but I'm glad that there's a community oh, group. Okay, Facebook. I've heard of Facebook. Yes, I've heard of Facebook, definitely. Um, what you got this weekend, Cads? Well, it's been quite one. Bill and Wolves are playing in the Premiership because they've got to do something special because Graham Taylor died yesterday. Graham Taylor did die yesterday. A man I didn't know very, anything about apart from the um, the turnip and uh, I, do I not like that. Um, and I always thought it was a bit of a joke but what was really interesting was listening to the two mics last night as I was driving home and yeah. of course he was a lot more than you know that, that national joke he became and uh, he, he sounds like he was a thoroughly decent gentleman. Yeah, Aston, yeah. Was, it, was it Aston Villa and Watford? Yeah, he was made Villa twice, and he was at Watford twice. He yeah. didn't even understand named after him. Did he really? Well, he sounded like yeah. a really good egg and a decent bloke, and there's not enough of them around. Not bad for a root vegetable. There we go. He's not bad for a root vegetable. Cats, thank you very much, mate. Have a lovely weekend. Right. <laughs> 
One hour down. We've still not talked about the end of the world. Let's do that in the next hour. We've got no calls lined up, so now would be a superb time to phone up. You'll speak to Catherine. She'll take your name and she will call you back. Very, very simple to get on the air. You just pick up the phone and dial 0344... 499-1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000. You can call in about anything you want. I'm going to tell you why we've only got another hour of the world before it ends. And then we'll have a look at the papers and see what other nonsense we can come up with. But it only works if you call in. Well, it works better if you call in. 0344-499-1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. She may wear subtle perfume, dress in all the classic clothes. To try and hide the fires inside She doesn't want exposed There are certain feelings That nothing can disguise You can always see the lust In a lady's eyes You can always tell the difference in the way a woman speaks Ladies, choose words carefully The others just talk cheap And when the bedroom lights go off And words all turn to sides You can always see the lust in the lady's eyes She may think she's fooling everyone Cause she's a dancer at heart She may give the slight impression That she'll never give too much When in truth the deepest part of her Is aching to be touched And the look on her face Betrays the veil of lies can always see the lust in the lady's eyes She plays it her own life The way an actress plays a part But underneath there's music She's a dancer at home She may give the slight impression That she'll never give too much When in truth the deepest part of her Is aching to be touched And the look on her face Betrays the veil of lies 
You can always see the lust in the lady's eyes You can always see the lust in the lady's eyes Not, um, a defence that would stand up in court, I don't think No further questions, Your Honour. <laughs> I think my client has acquitted himself. You can always, Your Honour, see the lust in a lady's eyes. Um, 0344-499-1000. Um, if Blue Monday wasn't worrying enough, I don't know what Blue Monday is, apart from the New Order song. New Order, there's an overrated band, isn't there? Isn't it? Is it? Who? Let's um, do the Rock Family Tree. So it's... Um, um, Oh, what's Ian Curtis's band? That was how it started, wasn't it? Um, um, uh, Joy Division, thank you. I wanted to say the Flaming Groovies. It's not the Flaming Groovies. Joy Division, Beget New Order, Beget Electronic. Remember them? Beget um, Peter Hook playing uh, the bass guitar on the Mrs. Merton Show. If Blue Monday wasn't worrying enough, some conspiracy theorists believe that the end of the world will be triggered by Friday the 13th bad luck huh? and two extraterrestrial events. We flip over the uh, hastily printed off page. Last night, Uranus could be seen for miles. I'm joking! Because Uranus sounds like your anus, which is posh for bumhole. Last night, Venus could be seen the brightest it's been for eight years as a wolf moon lingered in the sky. The combination of these celestial phenomena dun, 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 and the fact that Friday the 13th is today has been enough to send believers into a panic. Believers of what? Bullshine. That's what. Uh-oh, hang on a second. It's just about to get holy. Some religious theorists have cited a passage from the Bible to cement their claims. That's always a good... If you've got a, 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 a claim, quote the Bible. Luke twenty one twenty five. Luke twenty one two twenty five reads, <laughs> and there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Oh well, that clears that up then. Must be the end of the world. We heard, didn't we, that the floods are expected. In some parts of the United Kingdom, how's that snow storm going for you? We haven't got any snow. Cue um, hundreds of people listening across the country going, we've got snow, we don't like it. Here's the thing, everyone that's struggling with the snow where you are. A, we haven't got any where we live. B, we're going to a ski slope tomorrow. We actually are. A ski slope. In your face. This excerpt is loosely backed... Well, that excerpt doesn't say anything. Anyway, 
is loosely backed up by some of the natural occurrences that have taken place over the last two days. Let's read on and find out when we're going to die. The tides have been affected by the wolf moon, and the second planet from the sun has been shining brighter than normal, causing the waves to roar and signs in the sun. I think we're all going to die, aren't we? Concerned conspiracists took to Facebook to warn their friends about the impending doom. One said, oh, this is is even worse, right? When you thought journalism couldn't get any more pony, right? When most stories now are taken from three tweets. Furious backlash. Three tweets. This is taken from Facebook posts. This story is taken from Facebook posts. That's even worse. That's reminiscent of the um, journalistic skills from some of the people I work with at a BBC local radio station. Not all. Some of them are excellent. But some of them were idiots. One post said, please, we need to be ready at all times because we are practically close to the end of days. Well, what does that mean? We are practically close? So we're not, we're not close. Practically close means close, close, doesn't it? Double close. It's like, we're not close, we're practically close. So what, quite some distance? Well, we're kind of close to being close. Are we close? No, 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 no. We're not close, but we are close to being close to the end of days. So we've got a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another agreed. Oh, God. Jesus is going to crack the sky. This is your God, Edmundo. Jesus is going to crack the sky and take his children home soon and very soon. The world is looking for a saviour in all the wrong places. Well, I agree with that last sentence. The world is looking for a saviour in all the wrong places. Yes, it is. That's rapture they're talking about, isn't it? Rapture. It continues. So much division and hatred and wars of every kind. Not just wars between countries, but wars in the home. Wars with the government. Wars between generations. Wars in the marriage. Wars in the street. Wars everywhere you see. My God, this person has read my diary. Oh, and that's the end. (laughs) Hang on a minute. That's the end? That's That's the news story? Three people have posted on Facebook that it's the end of days and they printed this as a story. Sophie Roberts. Why are they always called Sophie? Sophie Roberts. Writing for what? Made up use. Oh, it's the sun. Excellent work there, Sophie. Excellent work, Soph. You've done superbly good investigative journalism. The type you can only get from Britain's leading newspaper, The Sun. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Al, Tom, Rashid, stay there. I'll come to you in a minute. Oh three, four four, four nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um. Oh gosh. Yes, Tom. 
Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Tom. Good evening. Good day. What have you got for us? Good evening. First of all, I just wanted to say that, um, regarding your call, was it Chris before Kanik? Um, yeah, yes. Just best wishes to him and keep encouraging him to keep talking. Yeah, I, I, I hope he, he gets things sorted because it sounds like a very concerning situation that he's in and I hope that, um, he gets some people that can, can help him in whatever form that may take. Indeed, indeed. But I thought I'd phone you about something that's wonderful, and I know that's not your topic at the minute. Um, as far as the end of the world, it's just giving me an excuse not to do the washing up tonight. There so we that's go. great. Well done. Well uh, done. Look, this, okay, this is what we'll do. We're actually going to do a phone in topic, Tom. We know it's the end of the world. Uh, let, let's try and t- turn it into a positive. What's good about the fact it's the end of the world? There we go. That's an actual phone in topic. Did I create a topic? Wow, look at You me. did, I know, and I haven't done that for about six months, and I get paid to do that rubbish, so well done! <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, the one thing I did phone in about was to say it was wonderful, and I've been there this evening, I took my boy wonder to see a pantomime, um, and what fun! It's a bit late for a pantomime, isn't it, Tom? I don't mean late in the day, I mean late in, in the season, isn't it? It is indeed, it's an amateur dramatics one, oh. a friend at work does it, and it's, obviously, they have to get the theatre when they can get it, and, uh, You're absolutely right. Uh, what was it? It extends Christmas. It was Peter Pan, which was fantastic, yep. and, um, it's just good to be engaged in something you can take part in, look round, all the kids smiling and waving and sweets, and just... Fun. It is good. I, 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 I do struggle with pantomimes because I do think some of them go on a bit too long. But I saw two this year. I was lucky enough to get to two, um, and it, there is there is a real joy about saying to as the first year my kids have got it. I, every year I say, "You're allowed to make." As much noise as you want, okay? It's the one time you're in the theatre, you can make as much noise. And this year, they got it. And this year, they were shouting out like absolute lunatics. And it was wonderful. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm just saying 50% of the time, looking around and looking at all the smiles and all the people. And 50% actually paying attention to what was going on, because... You know, we all know the stories, and it's, it's not going to surprise me that the no. end of Peter Pan, so it, you, you get what you can from it, but uh, just such fun, and uh, I'm glad you took the boys, I'm glad they're uh, hit the age where they can really enjoy it, because uh, it helps you enjoy it too. Tom, I'm glad you had a good evening, thank you for sharing that. We can do, we can always do that, things that are brilliant. Try and avoid the word wonderful, because it's a Tommy Boy thing. But we can always do things that are brilliant. I'm always up for if something brilliant has happened. You know, we want the show to be kind of celebratory and and, and, and embrace good things. If something brilliant's happened, 0344 Ow! Uh, hip, 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 sir. Hip, 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 ow! Um, well, you just laid on a really tough uh, question there about what's good about the end of the it's world. It's the end of the world. What Yeah, and I was just hanging on the phone. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a tough... Uh, a tough topic to, to, to drop me into, really. Well, but, you um, don't have to talk about that, Al. You know, you know well, the rules, mate. You can talk about anything I, you want. All right. Well, I th- it was kind of like, you know, thinking on the on the fly there as, as, as you laid that one down. And I thought one good thing about the end of the world is no more Mrs. Brown's boys. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. if I... I don't know if I'm a liberal lefty comedy elite or anything. I wouldn't say that, but if I'm negative about it, I've got to give a positive of, you know, to go in its place. So I'm going to say um, a sitcom where you can laugh with old ladies rather than a, as a bloke a bloke dressed as them. I don't. I, honestly, I watched it and I knew I wasn't. I, I kind of knew I wasn't going to like it because I'd read a fair bit about it and and, yeah. and I just it. 
it was the it was the laziest thing I've ever seen. It was awful. Well, I don't know what they do to the audience how they how they whip them up into that frenzy before it. But it's I don't know, you know. It's um, maybe yeah. they reduce the oxygen content in the studio because I think it that makes be, you yeah. a bit a bit lightheaded and a bit giddy and you laugh, you know. Or maybe that, they give them that hippie crack. Oh, what in the silver little canisters? Have you seen those silver little canisters? Oh, everywhere, aren't they? They're everywhere. Did you not see the Alan Sugar tweet when he, Lord Sugar, Lord Sweet X himself, tweeted that um, he he took a photo of someone on the floor a few months back and he said, what are these silver canisters (laughs) I keep seeing on the floor? (laughs) (laughs) Did he really? Yeah, it was a very funny tweet. Oh, um, how funny. I mean, I I, I think they use my street because my street's a little it's, it's off like a, a busier street so it's a little bit of a quieter street off a busier street because because mm. i get home at like you know three in the morning and yeah. there'll be lo- about a dozen of these canisters yeah. on the floor yeah no it's, it's a strange phenomenon i think you have to put it into a balloon first before yeah. you can properly inhale it and so, it just yeah. makes you laugh uh, well, it gives you uh, it gives you a rush uh, oh, more than just well. making you laugh. I think, but I was going to say, sorry, going back to the Mrs. Brown's was I was going to say, you know, him dressed as an old lady. I was going to put forward the sitcom The Golden Girls oh. as a a classic kind of older lady yep. um, based uh, <laughs> sitcom, but with the caveat, I haven't seen it for about twenty. 25 years since it was on. Yeah, I wonder if it stands the test of time. I wonder if it stands the test of time. And and you can't actually get the DVDs. I did look. You could only get the first four seasons. The Golden Girls, Channel 4, was it 9 o'clock on a Friday night? Yeah, and it was like, it was, when I was about 12, 13, it was like Friday night and you were allowed to sort of watch. That would start it off, and then I'd end up watching late night Channel 4, you know, in in my TV. In in the hope of seeing a little bit of nipple. <laughs> That's what we watched Channel Four for when we were exactly. 13, 14, was 15. It, it? It was of course, like, it, was. it was that sort of forbidden territory, that forbidden fruit. Was it? Um, was it Channel Four that had the green triangle for a while? The red triangle. Red triangle, and that yeah. meant it was like proper porno. But those yeah. ones, <laughs> but those ones were always they were arty, so they weren't yeah, actually exactly as exciting it's... as as you'd hoped they would be. No. I remember in the Daily Mail they ran a, a feature on it, like saying these these red triangle programs shouldn't be allowed on. Why does Channel Four think a red triangle is going to stop this filth and so on? And that was back at that time. But, of course, um, you can see you can see boobs and even more on TV twenty four seven these days, Al. You can, can't you? I mean, and if you go to those. I wouldn't advocate anyone do this, but if you go to those um, free view channels down at the end of your start free view, nine hundred. Don't go there. They're so they're so kind of they're so camp. That's the funny thing. They're, they're supposed to be. They're not sexy. No, they're there's no, there's like, nothing sexy about them. I always feel so, sorry for those poor ladies. I mean, yeah. they're probably having they maybe having the time of their lives. I don't know. I don't know those their backgrounds or their jobs. But uh, <laughs> what are they saying to the people when you can't hear as well? I mean, it could it just. I mean, it must be pure filth. But I mean, it's just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, uh, one pound fifty a minute. You would hope so. You would, wouldn't you? Rather you would hope so. But that must just... be tiring. I mean, and here's the thing, right? <laughs> here's the thing. And I've often thought this. Now I've got two boys. Okay, I haven't got daughters. Okay. Yeah. But supposing, like, there's a dad. Mm. And he's he's up one night. The missus has gone to bed, and the the, the, the daughter's at university, and he, he's Ooh. flicking through the channels, and he gets onto channel nine oh six, right? And he goes, "Hang on a minute, that's that's our Sandra. That's a, 
flipping it. Yeah, That's how Sandra... Because was... that could happen. Yeah, it could, couldn't it? I thought she was in Bristol doing biology, but she's, uh... But there's her Bristol's. Yeah. <laughs> and she is doing biology, and not yeah. the kind I approve of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, yeah. It's yeah. one of them things, isn't it? But that, that, you know, end of the world, you know, we've always got, um... Dave Station. Dave Station, yeah, and, and things like that, yeah, yeah. Nice we, one, Al. Well, you've, you've certainly given us something to ponder. Thank you. Well, <laughs> you know, it's Friday night before the end of the world, I'm glad to be of service. Thank you very much, mate. I do, I do, um... I do worry about those girls. I do. I mean, that's no... That's no job, is it? Is it? Really? I mean, I don't know. How much money do they get for for that? Do they get a lot of money? Cass about to tell me. You, you know, you, you, this is where you go after this. That's why you're in such a, a rush to shoot off. Oh, there's an unfortunate choice of words. George! Good evening. Good evening, George. Good yeah, good, thank you, George. Good. I've had uh, I've had to interrupt my ironing, my Friday night ironing. I'm ironing my uh, my trousers, and uh, got anything anything to stop doing it. So do I you I'd do? Um, and I'm guessing you do. Like a, do you do all your ironing at once, or do you do you do it as and when you need it? Oh no, it's um, uh, it's the old job of uh, the, uh, the the washing goes on almost continually through yeah. the week. Yeah. Me and my wife in one little house. Um, and, uh, it tends to be about 40 shirts <laughs> get ironed at once, and, um, uh, but I, I'm here by myself, she's out and about this evening. A bit of spray uh, on starch? Uh, oh, Mate. Dan, you're making me feel bad now. Get so spray, get spray on yeah. starch for your shirts. What a joy that is. What a joy. <laughs> when I discovered spray on starch, I'm probably the only person that still uses it. Spray on starch on a shirt. Fantastic. Uh, the spray on starch is the reason I have to wash a lot of my clothes. Oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> what, hang, why, what are you doing with it? Oh, just, you know, having a good time with some, um, <laughs> good time. bits and pieces. I've, um, I've got a massive pile of ironing I need to do. And it's, I did some of it, and it's so, so boring. And I hate it so much that I've just left it all on the floor. It's just a big pile of it on the floor, and I've got uh, enough, I've got enough shirts that'll last me a week. Mm. Um, and then I'm just gonna do it as and when I need it, because it's, it's the most tedious, dull, Oh, experience. No. It's, I don't get that. Do you get that moment of zen where you're kind of lost in the moment? No, no. The reason I'm doing it now is because I can listen to you. And I know I've got three hours. I can have a couple of cans of beer. I'm not going to be interrupted by anyone. Like, I, I don't even have to go to bed early because it's a weekend tomorrow. Perfect time to do it. Obviously, you can't do a radio show and iron, but I'd recommend probably just having an ironing board there and going for it. <laughs> Get an ironing board and then going for it. Yeah. We're getting, are we getting, I'm, I've got, I'm getting a news thing coming through on Twitter. We need to verify this. Oh, God, the Queen isn't dead, is she? Um, no, she died five years ago. You know that. <laughs> you know, we had um, Nathan Passard on the show the other day. Maybe you didn't hear him. We had this, 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 this singer songwriter, Nathan Passard, on the show. And I su- said to him, would you ever consider doing a human jukebox act where mm-hmm. you go up and you say, I can play any song in the world and people shout songs and you play them? Lovely. Well, who is this? Ian T-Girl McManigan has tweeted me. Ian, <laughs> it's happening. Nathan Passard is being a human jukebox. 
live playing requests in Forest Hill. <laughs> Boom! Get in there, fella! That is, if that's, if, if, if anyone can confirm that that is actually happening right now, then that's made me very, very happy. Very happy. Um, George, what did you call in for? It's not just to show off about your um, ironing prowess, is it? No, not at all. Um, so I was going to say, I watched the most amazing thing on Netflix this week. I yes. don't know um, uh, if you're ever bored. When you're doing your ironing, oh, how about this? Yes. Um, it's um, a, a film about some kids who made Raiders of the Lost Ark when they were like 10 years old. I tried to watch that. I couldn't get into it. Oh, my days. Yeah, I really... Um, I really, I really tried to get into that, and it's these kids who recreated Raiders of the Lost Ark, shot yeah. for shot, between the ages of like ten and sixteen or something, um, and then they had like they're adults and they've got to try and film the last scene or something. Yeah, they go back to it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I, do you know what? I, I, I didn't, I didn't warm to them. Yeah, I, you know what? It wasn't them I liked. It was the fact that they were... It was the idea of what I could have been doing as a kid that I liked. And that I remember playing Indiana Jones yeah. and writing... Car- I used to write comic books and stuff and all these wonderful things. And it just... Oh, it thrilled me no end to think that there was these three American weirdos who decided, no, we're going to do it. And they blew up a big old plane. <laughs> so they could do it as adult. Oh, brilliant! Wonderful. I've got I've, I've got another breaking story. Right? Oh, the Queen isn't dead, is she? No, five years ago, <laughs> Michael sent me a um, a text saying, "Check out the story of Lacey Lorenzo and how her family discovered she appears on Babe Station." So while you were talking, I was listening. I've googled her. Mm-hmm. An adult... This is from the Metro... Um, hey, flipping heck. Two years ago to this very day. The 13th of January, 2015. How freaky Ooh. is that? Here we go. An adult actress... Actress. Who regularly appears on X-rated TV channel Babe Station... Mm-hmm. Was outed by a waitress in a Toby Carvery... After oh, no. a play, uh, 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 after a row over dirty plates. <laughs> Rachel Hobbs, who is also known by her stage name, Lacey Lorenzo, was celebrating her 21st birthday alongside family members, including her grandmother, who was unaware of her profession. She complained to a waitress that the paper plates used to hand out her birthday cake looked dirty. But the glamour model said... The waitress shouted out in front of everybody, at least I don't get my tits out on TV. (laughs) Her 76-year-old grandmother... Was at the birthday meal at the Crown Pub in Bromley and, until that moment, had not known what her granddaughter did for a living. The mum of one has worked for Late Night Channel's Babe Station and XX Expanded TV since she was 18. I just wanted to go there because I really enjoy roast dinners. It was so messed up, she said. It ruined my birthday. I was crying. I just wanted to have fun on that day. 
The restaurant team contacted police when Ms Hobbs grew angry following the bust-up. Ms Hobbs' mum, Maria Drar, 55, said, The police were called because my daughter lost her temper. We were gobsmacked. A Toby Carvery spokesman said, We apologise to Rachel and her family for any upset caused and for the unprofessional comments made by a member of our team. Our manager apologised and also waived the meal bill as a gesture of goodwill. Flipping heck. Flipping heck. Imagine. Uh, You know what? I reckon Grandma, what what was she, 70-something? Yeah. Ah, She's seen it all, you know. She's lived through a lot. Yeah. Doesn't matter. She'd be loving it. She would have said... If I had your tits, I'd be showing them off on the line as well. Exactly. I think. Exactly. She wouldn't mind. Good, good luck to everybody. And, yeah, and I'm not in any way know, knocking the women you know. that do that job. You don't get, um, I don't think, you don't get blokes doing it. You don't have blokes uh, sat there in their pants with a sweaty bum crack, looking at the phone and, and um, uh, looking at the screen and doing it. that finger thing the where they, jiggle, beckon, jiggle they beckon people over and they waggle the phone. Call me. <laughs> Call me. Classic. It's, um, <laughs> no, well, I do it. I I was what? doing this waiting for you. What? Just waiting for the phone to ring. Unbelievable. Um, where's, I'm, I'm in my trousers. I've got no trousers on. Hi, thanks for calling, George. Good night. That just cost me £1.50 a minute. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's go. Oh, so many calls, so many calls. Phil! Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thank you, Phil. I've got a little bit bunged up, but um, I'm okay, thank you very much. So, what you got for us? Well, firstly, I want to apologise for last week because oh. I've been drunk oh. <laughs> and ruined your show. Well, you didn't ruin it, but you were absolutely... Was it you and Gary? Me and Gary. You were absolutely um, steaming. Yeah, we were drunk. Calling yeah. from your shed. Do you remember any of it? I do, actually. I, I woke up the next day and thought, oh, my God, what have I done? Yes. Um, you know what? I'm nervous now, so I needed a drink to thank you last week, but I'm obviously not drunk. I've had a, had a few glasses of wine now, but and the not thing like is, last week. You didn't, you didn't just ring once. You rang non-stop. for like an hour and a half, constantly phoning up. It was non-stop. It was relentless. Sorry about that. That's all right. I want to apologise to you and Catherine and the callers. No, okay. Apology accepted. Uh, do you know what? I made a few bullet points. Oh. I can't even... They're on my phone, so... Oh. It's not a good idea to make points, is it, really? Well... But I've got loads of stuff to talk about. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Where would you like to start, Philip? I don't know. I was on about... Probably the best thing is... I was talking about a story last week about... I walked home from Dover with my dog and I was rambling. Yeah. But get that out of the way. You want to... So, right, a week later... Boring and I'll, a I'll week later, you want to pick up the story about you walking home that you tried to tell last week? Yeah, if it's boring, and I'll go on to another subject, because I've got so much I want to... Are you in the about. house or are you in your log cabin? No, I'm in the house. Okay. All right, go on then. Okay, right, so the story I wanted to tell you, which yes. I couldn't really decipher, and I was try- by the way, I was trying to connect with you as well, so I was really drunk. Yeah, that failed miserably. I was tr- and I was dropping all the Robbie Vincent and, and the Tommy Boyd, so I was trying to connect with you right. in my head, but do you, do you understand? So I <sighs> love talk, talk radio and all the talk, but 
I spoiled it really badly, and I know that. Dull, sober as you are, drunk. <laughs> yeah, so probably I'm probably the same person. But anyway, yes, I I got a feeling this, this story, is going to be a long call. Do I sound drunk now? Sorry, do I sound drunk now? Yeah, really, you do. I'm not really. That, okay, well, that's brilliant. Tell me the blooming story. Right, um, what I did was I've got a greyhound. So and. Um, I like walking, and so I got on the train to Dover, Yes. set up a website for the Just Giving thing, and we walked all the way home from Dover to back to Biggin Hill. And how, how far yeah. is that? Well, we walked 85 miles. So from Dover, I went to Canterbury. Yes. We were camping out overnight. Yeah. With your dog? Yeah, with a dog, camping out. with like, wild camping, rough camping. Did the dog so, sleep like, in the tent with you? Yeah, that is tent. disgusting. So yeah, well no. So anyway, that was the story I was trying to tell you when I was drunk. Great, great story. We got back. Yeah, raised loads of money. So this year, yes. And the other thing I was going to say. So she got back. Unfortunately, she had bone cancer, so she died. So buzzkill. Put her down. Yeah. Yeah. So I rescued another dog. Yeah. So this year I'm going to repeat, repeat the same thing. Yeah. It was on the North Downs Way, but I'm going to this time to start from Farnham. And walk back to Biggin Hill. Right. Again, I'm spoiling it, and I was but a little bit drunk, but not as drunk there, as I There we go! I knew it! I knew <laughs> you were drunk! And you're going, oh, I'm not drunk, I'm not drunk. I knew I'm you were! Bit. Ian, okay, I'll be honest with you, I'm a very nervous person, and I don't think I can phone you sober. Well, you don't have to! But, I want to talk to you still, and just, like, apologise for last week. You, 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 now, listen, 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 listen. You're starting to do what you did last week, last and what week. all drunk people do is you are starting to repeat yourself. Yep. And ramble was what you did yep. with the dog. But, um, so s- stop the repeating. Okay. Stop the rambling. Because it does my okay. nutting. Fair play. Fair play. That's what I said last week. Yeah. Okay, look. I'm going to look up my notes. I want to see a few more things. Hang on, bear oh, with me. You could hang up. I won't keep phoning you either. I bet week. you do. I won't. When I hang you. up, that's it. We're done for the week, okay? We're, we're done. Yeah. And I don't... Right, let me get my notes on this. How do you think up, the connection's going tonight? Not as bad as last week. So, there's a couple of things I want to say to you. Well. I listened to the podcast. Yes, Phil. And I was embarrassed because I heard myself back and thought, what an idiot. Yeah. It's quite funny with... The metal plate in the jaw, because I have got a metal plate in the jaw. That was quite funny. That was, yeah, okay. So now, now, now we're picking out the highlights from last week's call, are we? Right, so I've got, no, no. Okay, I'm going to get my notes. Right, so, a couple of things I wanted to ask you. What happened to Andre? Where's Andre? Andre used to call me at um, Absolute. I haven't got a clue. Okay, um... Another good thing I think you should do is get Robbie Vincent and Tommy Boyd at the same time. Uh, we've asked Tommy Boyd on the show. He's not up for doing any interviews at the moment, but he will come on at some point. I don't know where Robbie Vincent is, and I don't really have a connection with him. Okay. Oh, I keep going for my list then. Yeah, yeah. let's do let's let's um, do it. Let's do it like, like workman like. You're into Twitter. I don't use Twitter much, but I've read your just after I've read it a bit. Um. So I tweeted last week. I probably. I don't know if you read my tweet, but I think you retweeted it. Yeah, you Thank tweeted, you, you tweeted, next week I'm going to phone in sober, and I found that hilarious. And what a surprise, that p- prediction did not come true. 
Right, another thing. Yep. Right, wait and exercise. So next point. Wait, your, we've done. Twi- we've done Twitter, right. have we, Phil? Yeah, we've done that. We've done wait that. And exercise. Now wait and exercise. Wait and exercise. So you came off your pill. You're talking about. Yeah, I came off the pill. Right. So <laughs> my advice to you, Ian, Here we go. is go jogging. No. Because you go to the gym. Yeah. Jogging's free. But I don't like jogging, whereas if I go to the gym, it's only 20 quid a month, 5 quid a week, and I can do all the classes there for free. But is this boring? Should I go on to something else? It is, it is a bit, yeah. James O'Brien. Okay. He's boring. I would say he's significantly more interesting than you've been. I remember that time you had the running race with him. Yeah. Are we just going to pick out, like, my greatest hits from the last 12 years? Because while I have done... Some amazing things, including beating James O'Brien in a 400-metre race. That was when LBC had a soul. Um, to, to, to the majority of the listeners now, that won't mean anything. OK, all right. Well, basically, what I wanted to do was connect with you last week and say I love talk radio. Yeah, you're repeating yourself. And what got me into t- talk radio was Susie Barnes. Remember Susie Barnes? Susie Barnes? Yeah. Who's Susie Barnes? She was a talk radio host. Never heard of her. It was on 94.3. Never heard of her. Never heard of her? Never heard of her. I'm sure she's brilliant, but I've never heard of Susie Barnes. Yeah, she was the first person. Right. Someone would come on afterwards and say, oh, I remember her. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will. Well, Phil, how, how do you think this phone call's gone? Because we're coming to the end of it. Worse. Probably not as bad as last week, but a little bit better. I've had a drink, so not as much as last week. So if I phone, if you let me phone you next week, I have a little bit less. And hopefully I have even more to say. Or you can bar me from phoning you up. Okay. I mean... <laughs> What's the bet he phones in again tonight? <laughs> quite high. I would imagine quite high. Uh, Rashid, I'll come to you next. Then it's Pablo 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Good evening, Rashid. Ian, how are you doing? Good, thank you, man. What you got for us? Um, I forgot now. Oh, yeah. No, um, what was going to say? What was going to say? Um, was, oh, yeah. Um, what's his name? Citizen Khan. The, yeah. is, the Muslim community are divided on, on, on him. It, well, what, have you spoken to the Muslim community? Well, yes. Um, well, uh, you know, I represent the Muslim community throughout the whole... Of the whole the Muslim community is no, represented by you, yes. Now, there is about, I don't know, 4 billion Muslims in the world. Yeah. And um, if we wanted to wipe out the, the you know, the... Oh, you guys, could, you guys could, could take over the world in a moment's notice. And we know that you're just plotting. And when it happens, we'll all have to um, either convert or, or be infidels. We know that. We know that. Oh, don't let the cat out of the bag, because that's what the satire... We're trying to work on our satire now. And oh. that, that's why Citizen Kane came about. Yes. Because we need some forced Muslim satire to, uh, you know... Well, the thing about Citizen Khan, whether it's, you know, about Muslims or not, it's just a really old-fashioned, lazy 
sitcom. It's, it's, it is the same as all the sitcoms the BBC was showing in the early 80s. It's a bit like Miranda, isn't it? Miranda. See, I've got, I've got, I've got a soft spot for, uh, for Miranda. I've not watched the last few series, but I think that she's funny. I think she's funny. And I speak, I speak as, um, a white atheist. I speak for all white atheists. Well, uh, there's only one, there's only one way to find out which one is the best. Fight! Right, yeah, Ian, he, he came down to, uh, where I live and he films, he films, uh, Citizen Car uh, around the streets where I live. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of the local lads, a lot of local Asian lads, they egged him. Well, that's not, that's unpleasant. That's not, um, nice. No, but it just shows that they, they, they they're not happy with his, uh, representation of his, um, I do know that when, um, I, 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 I had a little bit of trouble at the BBC and some people jumped on accusing me of being a racist because I said something stupid, yeah. but it wasn't racist. I know that, um, Adil Ray, who plays Citizen Khan, jumped on the, uh, the bandwagon on Twitter and accused me of being a bit of a racist. So, um, he's a pudding, but it's just, it's just, I just think it's not funny. It's not a funny... Show, put some jokes in there, guys. Come on, put some jokes in there. The best, the best joke he's got is... Yeah, and I, I wouldn't open with that. No. No. Anyway. No. Anyway, nice to talk to Ian. Ta-ta, Rashi. Thank you, Pablo. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Pablo. Hip, hip, hip. Yeah, it's still open all hours. I don't know why that's still open. What's open all hours? Still open all hours. It's the open all hours, um... Spin-off. Well, I was going to say... Sequel. Well, kind of like weighing on, um... Tony Barker's call, uh, that's, well, not call, Well, but the original Open All Hours was, um, <coughs> awful. Most, here's the thing, most comedies are not funny, right? We, they, we just, they are filmed in such a way, um, that the jokes, you kind of get, you get smacked around the head with the punchline. And just so you know that something's funny, there's that awful... It's not quite canned laughter because a lot of them are filmed in front of a studio audience, but they beef the laughter up. They're, they're, you know, I've been in studio audiences where there's been a little bit of laughter, um, and then you watch it on TV and they've beefed the laughter up massively. There was, I, I never used to watch this, right? But did you ever used to watch MASH? Yes. Now, I never watched MASH, right? But it was very, very big. And it was big in this country, set in the Korean War, of course. And when it was shown in this in this country, there was a real furore over um, one episode. Because what they did was, when they showed it in America, it had a laughter track. And when they showed it in this country, they took the laughter track off. So it was more of a... It, so in America, it was like Happy Days... And in this country, it was more like a sort of dramedy. And then they showed, they made a mistake and they showed one episode with the laughter track on. And I remember there was like a big furore on points of view about it. People were furious. Um, but we need, when we watch sitcoms, we need that laughter track to know when there's something funny happening. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's a, a kind of a triggered response, isn't it? But... I, 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 match was always a confused one for me because sometimes, like you say, there was the laughter and sometimes it was deadly serious. Now, I, I know there was one all about, um, oh, was it Klinger? Um, he was on a bus where a, a woman had to silence her child oh. uh, to the point of uh, possible suffocation oh, yeah. and he'd gone a bit mad about it. 
Um, but yeah, but then you see other ones, and it's all about um, somebody dressing up and trying to get out. Cause, cause yeah, it, was a, it was a strange one, Mash. Again, I didn't. I, 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 people. I don't know if anyone ever actually liked Mash, or if they just said they did, so they looked intellectual. Because it was kind of a trendy thing to like, but it wasn't funny. I mean, Alan Alder doing his best Groucho Marx impression. It was just. It was just grating. Yeah, it was a bit of a. I mean, I prefer Quantum Leap when Quantum Leap was on. That's, that, that's, uh, I yeah, think Quantum Mash. Leap isn't anything like Mash in Muppet. Well, no, but it was on BBC Two at six not, o'clock. Not it was BBC the, Two. It's on the same channel. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, so they, they, they would have that uh, on alternate days. So I think it was that Star Trek. And oh uh, yeah, the six Leap. o'clock slot on BBC Two weekdays was actually you're right was 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 pretty cracking because they were all forty five minutes. Yeah, and you can just go straight through them as well. So like, later on, watch them on syndicated, like on, on Sky or other um, terrestrial advertised television shows. It, it takes ages to go through it, and it, it, you've got all those advert breaks scattered through. But yeah. uh, it's one solid Beautiful. Shot straight through. Straight through. No messing around. Bishy-bashy-boshy. You, you, uh, you're done. Yes, I I concur. I've got a conspiracy theory for you. Yeah, go on. Uh, relating to the end of the world. I think a cabal of uh, celebrities throughout the world were in some way controlling some information or a world power. And over the last year, they've been slowly picked off one by one. Oh. Uh, which has led to the uh, inauguration of... Uh, <laughs> um uh, the fella who likes a little bit of weed, potentially, yeah. uh, allegedly. Um, yeah, and it, it's all leading to the, the end of the world. So it, it's, oh. it's leading nicely into your theory, but... Uh, well, it's not my... Listen, can I just say, when I was reading the end of the world thing, that's not my theory, that's the theory of three people on Facebook, that The Sun, excellent journalism, guys, have um, turned into uh, turned into a story. Um, but who who knows? Maybe it is... Um, rapture. Maybe it is the end of the world. We don't know, Pablo. Could be. Well, speaking of which, I mean, what, like, in regards to, um, end of the world scenarios in, in fiction, yes. um, which would be your preferred, like, if you had to live in one, which, which one would you take? Oh, I'd like to be one of the rich people that can afford to go on those giant hoverboats in, um, 2012. Have you seen that? Um, I have, yes, yeah. yeah the, you know, at the, the end, yeah. they'll go on to those, those massive giant, um, like, boats that can withstand anything. I'd like to be one of those people. That's, well, it doesn't, don't they get some form of comeuppance at the end? No, I don't think they do, do they? I think they, um, I think some of them do, but I think... I, I think, think Cusack, Cusack leaves the door open and a bunch of cars and yeah, people the fat, fall the out. Yeah, the fat and... guy, the, the, ba- the evil fat guy gets sucked off. Sucked off by Cusack, I think. It was Cusack who uh, sucked him off. Yeah, off the the boat. Uh, um, um, But yeah, I I would like to be John Cusack in the movie 2012. That would be my... There's a lot of driving. There's a lot of driving involved. I love that film. I I remember seeing that at the cinema um, and saying that Hollywood should close down because you you ain't never going to top 2012. What a movie! I might watch that this weekend, actually. There's a you're right. There's a lot of driving and a massive chasm opening up behind them. Yeah, so it's, I mean it's a tricky one. And, uh, I don't know. Probably uh, what would your what zombie what, related one? You, you, that would be your ideal. Your ideal end of world scenario would be a zombie related one. Are you insane? 
Oh no, or oh, maybe Cabin in the Woods, the end of Cabin in the Woods, because that's just, uh, you know, what, not his name, Chichulu, putting his hand up and ending the world, so it would be just that. No, no I'd want to be, it. I'd want to be, um, I'd want to be high up, so that... Or Mega Man, or Mega Man. What, now you're just saying random, I'm going to let you go, Pablo, because now you're just talking nonsense. Mega Man? Do you know what Mega <laughs> Man is, Angela? Morning, Ian. No, what? I don't. Sorry? Um, uh, good evening. Um, well, yeah, and also I've got, I mean, we've got six minutes of Friday the 13th left. And also Mm -hmm. I feel, uh, let's, let's, let me say this, because maybe I've not made it clear. I find, I feel very uncomfortable saying good morning before I've had a sleep. I think you've got to have a sleep. So, So in six minutes, technically it'll be the morning, but we've not had a sleep. So you don't say good morning. You can still say good evening. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Angela. Mm, yeah, because... Um, I don't want to say good morning to you unless we've slept together. <laughs> good morning, Angela. Did you sleep well last night, darling? I did sleep well, darling, Ian. And, and thank you for a wonder... I'm, I was out like a log because I... That was the most incredible evening I've ever had, uh, my darling. Thank you, Angela. Oh, thank you very much, Ian. No, that was no, incredible. Thank, no, and thank you. And you, you brought out the best in me. You brought the best out of me. <laughs> I've done my back in, but That's it was right. it was worth it. It was, wasn't it? Now let me take your clothes off, and I'll get up and make us breakfast. That that kind of, you know, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be. It would be absolutely delightful. Yeah. Good, so we can have some fun in it. Oh, hey, cheeky, <laughs> cheeky lady, cheeky lady. Like I can see the lust in the lady dive. Yeah. Anyway, Angela, mm. you, you've, you've not called in mm. to, to uh, act out um, a bizarre sexual scenario with me, or maybe you have. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm assuming there was another reason for your call. Yeah, the end of the world. The, what? How yeah. would you like? Well, go on. How would you like to end the world? Well, just I think I'd just like to just go quietly. Yeah. Because of my health, anyway, I'd like to go quietly. Would you like uh, to live? Or die at the end of the world? Would you like to be I a survivor know. or someone who co- who carks it? Carks it. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. I would. Think um, I would. Not that, because you, you don't know what it's going to be like after. It would be feral. Mm. It would be fe- You couldn't trust anybody. You'd have to siphon petrol out of cars. Um, y- y- kids, you wouldn't be able to trust kids because they would well, probably they'd be used as bait to kill you. Oh, there's a little mm. kitty there. You're right. Even oh, the, the dad comes up behind you and garrots you, and then does all kinds of wicked sexual things to the women folk. I mm. don't think, I don't think, I would like that, Angela. I wouldn't like to be garroted whilst I'm trying to help a child who's actually bait. And I don't mean in that sound. I'm, yeah. Uh, and then, then his dad does all kinds of things to the women folk. I, I, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't no, like that, wouldn't. Angela. No, I wouldn't. And I've got one of these, like, um, you know, these alien radar scanners. No, I don't uh, know these alien radar scanners. Well, it's kind of clear at the minute. There's nothing out there. The is clear. Where, where did you, yeah... Completely yeah. Where did you get an alien radar uh, scanner my, from? My, it's a real one. It's from my apps, and it's technology one. A technology one. Yeah, and, and, and it, it, I can't believe that they're coming here to attack us. No. 
No. No, they've come here to... You say it's clear tonight. Has it ever not mm. been clear? I don't know. I never really checked it till now, until you mentioned... Angela, <laughs> you've got the technology. You've got... Uh, we're relying on you to check... Can you call yeah. in every night next week with a little update from your alien radar scanner? Would that be OK? Uh, I will. We'll do that Nice one, you. Angela. Thank you. And I'd love to hear it as well. But it's clear tonight, so we're all right. Uh, Evan, Leon, say they come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies. Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty it's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rockwell Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. They'll never make me president But I got the best first ladies Some days I've got them as far as the eye can see A morning dive with Jackie Smith I crash in the night with Cheryl But in the end they never stay with me I might fall from a tall building So Bert Reynolds don't get hurt I might leave a mighty canyon so he can kiss and flirt Well, that smooth talker's kissing My girl, I'm just kissing dirt Yes, I'm the lonely stuntman That made a lover out of dirt What the hell? <laughs> um, well, that was weird. That was more shocking than when I found out I had three brothers. All in their 20s. True story. What the hell just happened there? I normally play The Unknown Stuntman. I downloaded it ages ago. Years ago. And I was I, I was on YouTube. And we, we played Laughed in the Lady Dive. And then that guy thought, I'll play, I might as well play it from YouTube. Yeah. Well, hang on a second. First of all, it's a slightly different mix. Um, and then it's a minute... Longer. I've got to listen to that extra bit again, where it goes from the key change. So the, the, the version we had would finish about here. 
an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman and Maze Eastwood looks so fine. That's how that would end. Yeah. But no, there's another minute to go. Key change. Singing about President's Ladies, ooey. It'll never make me. Now, bearing in mind, um, Lee was struggling, struggling to get some of the higher notes anyway. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, got, he's, not, he's enthusiastic. What do they call it? Naive art. Um, so he's struggling to hit some of the notes anyway. Then they've got up a key? Yeah. Ooey. <laughs> but I got the best first ladies. Some days I've got them as far as the eye can see. Some day now that that's not as as impactful as a hey hey. No, an ooey. Uh, it's I've got them as far as the eye can see. Ooey. A morning dive with Jackie Smith. I crash in the night with Cheryl. But in the end, they never stay with me. Mm-hmm. I might fall from a tall building. Tune go there. I might fall from a tall building. I might there. He can't. Yeah, that's get, why he so can't go down. He, do, he does a partridge when um, when partridge is too singing. High, yeah, too high. Goes down. <laughs> I might fall from a tall building. I might fall from a tall building. And then it's all this stuff about Burt Reynolds. Hang on a minute. I might fall from a tall building. Burt Reynolds don't get a hurt. I might leave a mighty canyon so he can kiss and flirt. We've had Bert, we've had Flirt, it's going to end with Dirt. That smooth talker's kissing my girl, I'm just kissing Dirt. Yes, I'm the lonely stuntman that made a lover... I'm the what? Lonely. Oh, lonely stuntman. They could have gone to Skirt instead of Dirt, but probably yeah. that's not a... Kissing Dirt. Yes, I'm the lonely stuntman that made a lover out of Dirt. Bert, Bert, right, with Bert, that's a cheap... That is brilliant. That is br- 40 I'm going to be 44 in a few months. I've never heard that. I have never heard that. And imagine what a different show it would be um it would be if instead of the theme tune being called the unknown stuntman it was called the lonely stuntman. Oh. And it was about a stuntman that was lonely. But he oh. wasn't because he always had that mate that was Oh yeah, slightly uh, better looking, Woody but, or something. bit stupid, and the, and the sexy lady, and sexy lady. Um, Angela's called back. Angela, have you spotted <laughs> something on your alien um, space radar? Yeah, I have. Hey, <laughs> what the heck? Go on. <laughs> it's the first time ever because I've had it on for months, and it's in between the east and south. So east, mm. never east. So, so that's east, what do they call yeah. that. They call that east south. In the, no, no south east, south east. Sorry. Yeah. What is uh, it? What is it? Is it a mothership? Is it um, like a, a Cobra Mark Three? It, what is it? It's just like a green, like a green shape. But it doesn't. That's the first time it's ever happened on this scanner, and I've had it on for months. Does NASA know? How, mm. how fast can you? How fast is it travelling? It's quite, it's trying to go to south, so it's been moving from east to south. Flipping it. I was joking about the end of the world earlier when I read yeah, this man. story. And it, but it says here, 
Um, the end of the world will be triggered by Friday the 13th due to bad luck and two extraterrestrial events. Boom, there's the first one. This is mm. nuts! Because um, I've had this on for months, because yeah. I showed my neighbour. Alien uh, radar it. scanner? Yeah, yeah, and I've had it for months. Where did it's... you get it from? It's technology-based, is it? Where did you get yeah. it from? I got it from, like, the apps, but it said... Um, from the apps? It said be careful when you use it. Yeah, you don't want to mess but, around with that stuff. But, but the... But this is the first time, Ian, I've had anything on it. On a scale of one to ten, mm. how worried are you? I'm not worried. Oh, okay. okay. I can sleep. Well, it, 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 it's, um, how, how clear is it out there tonight? I'm not sure. Very, but very clear. Very clear, yeah. yeah. It's moving to the south. So south would be... South, so that would be, so is it near Uranus? <laughs> Yeah, probably. Okay. I, I, I did see one of the planets very bright the other night. Yeah. They were, that was bright. And the stars, one two stars were bright the other night, too. Kath, when I was out with you the other night, um, Uranus was massive. Couldn't see it. No, you probably couldn't, but honestly, where I could, it was huge. Mm. Um, Angela, keep us informed. I appreciate your update from your alien it, radar scanner. I, honestly... This has been on for nearly a year, and, and nothing happened. Anything. Isn't that funny? No. Tonight you mention mm. it, and something happens. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm yeah. genuinely a little bit nervous. What makes it even yeah. more, for the first time, Angela, since doing this job, I mm. haven't got my car with me. I have to get a cab home this evening. Oh, yeah. And quite often, people get probed mm. when they're in the back of no. cabs. No, they're always driving pickups. Well, that's in America. In this country... Um, you'll be with a cab driver, then suddenly you'll, you'll wake up and it's like five in the morning, and you'll be like, what the, what the flipper, and it'll be, oh, I'm, this could be, well, Angela, thank you, keep, let yeah. us know if any more pop up, yeah? No, yeah, it said it's coming to the south, so, so I'm in Okay, well, everyone, so, in, th- thank you, Angela, <laughs> everyone in the south, you have been warned. Flipping it, honestly. Like, come over here, probing our farmers. Yes. Have they got passports? No. Send, no. Have they got blue passports? Send them back. Honestly, Catherine, when we were out the other night, Uranus, your anus, Uranus. Yes, I heard you. Is it not Uranus? Massive. No, it was yours. Are you sure? Was massive. I've never seen anything like it. it blocked out the whole sky. Um, I saw the whole of oh, the moon. Oh, right. Okay. 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 We get it. Well. Liam! Hello! Hello, Liam. You're live Ian on Lee. Talk Radio. Liam, yes, you're speaking to Ian Lee. How are you doing? I'm all right, fella. What you got for us? Hey, I was just listening there. Did you, did you enjoy that phone call with Angela there? Poor old Angela? Well, poor old Angela. Poor old The South, where um, it looks like they're they're about to... We don't, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but it looks like they're about to be attacked by aliens. Well, I think, I think Angela's obviously suffering from her own issues, you know, and it sounded to me like she was just having the phone poked out, the phone poked out of her, you know what I mean? Well, you, you, you must be listening to a different show, Liam, because that's not what no, happened at all. I don't want to sound like you were sort of just patronising me, you know. And well, well, you well, well, Liam, you were listening to a different show, mate, because that's not what was happening at all, buddy. What have well, you called in for? Across, well, a few different things, you know, so, uh... Yep. Oh, I'm sorry, I must cut you off for being a knob. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day 
is the night. Late night only on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, Evan. Evening, Ian. Was that a delicious kebab, what you just ate? Yeah, very nice. Beautiful. After absolutely rubbish day. Oh, hey, what what's happened? Let me guess. You got the sack from Deliveroo? Nope. Oh. I'll go through it from the start, shall I? Okay, yeah, let's go through it in chronological order. And Evan's bad day. From the start, I went to school under everything, and I thought it was going to ride, and I had my mock result back. Oh. And my teacher said no one had higher than a C. Hey. In, and I had an F. <gasps> For what subject? Maths. Well... And the head teacher gave me an envelope on my English reset. Oh, yeah. And with him, you can never tell, like, his emotions or anything. Yeah, yeah, cold. And I, cold and I opened it on the bus coming home, and I was one mark off a C from passing. Oh, well, that's... OK, and well, that's all right. Oh, no, it's not. It's a reset. So that was a... Was that a proper yeah. exam or a mock? Proper. Oh. What are, these, the these, what are these? GCSEs or A-levels? There was a GCSE because oh. I failed it the last time and there was a reset. I'll do reset for my third time now. Yeah, but... One, one, one away from a C, that's... Yeah. That's a bit tight. They should have bumped that up, shouldn't they? But it's the Welsh exam board for you. Yeah. Uh, but the only good news is I had a merit in my speech exam. Oh. Hey, that's good. Yeah. That do, but, um, maths and English, <laughs> who uses, um, numbers and words? Oh, actually, everybody. And a pretty rubbish shift in delivery today. Did you make all the deliveries on time? Uh, no, because TGI Friday stuffed up, and... <laughs> Gave me a stack, two stacked orders, but it couldn't fit in my bag. Oh, no. And then I had to get the, a moped cyclist to help me out. And I have been panting because I was going like 20 miles an hour to keep up with him. Oh, oh Evan. Bike. I do... I do wonder... Listen, Deliveroo is an amazing company. They do excellent work. And boy, oh boy, I've certainly used them and I've thoroughly enjoyed them. But I do wonder if um, a, a bicycle food delivery job is the right job for you, Eben. I, I don't mm. think it's going to make. I don't think anybody's going to get rich delivering yeah. food in those giant boxes. You know, mm. the reason I use it is because it's cheap. Right, it's cheap and reliable. Mm. Um, I, 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 I just don't think that, that any young people are going to get rich doing that I'm job. I'm not doing it to get rich. I'm just doing it because I enjoy cycling oh. but it, i don't like in the stacked orders because you have to go to a location which is unknown oh. and then you gotta go to another unknown location and it clocks you on the time for the second location too and then you're like 26 minutes late or whatever and then the customer said oh why are you there late right. well because you're on a pushbike not a moped yeah, I know, but they don't. I know, no you're doubt. a disadvantage, aren't you? 
Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, it does sound like you've had a spectacularly poor day. There's no, there's no, mm. there's no way of disguising that fact. Yeah. So my suggestion is, Eben, you get absolutely smashed out of your skull. Well, when you're old enough. Mm. Well, hang on, how old is he? How old are you, Eben? Seventeen. It's old enough to drink. That is old enough to drink. You can drink. You I can. Don't, you can I don't drink. drink. Well, it doesn't matter, Eben. I'll sort this out. Um, uh, let me have a word with her. You can drink in a uh, with a meal. You can drink at, at the age yeah. of fourteen. With a meal. Yeah, in a in a boozer. With your parents. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm not saying he goes in a pub and lies about his age. Um, I'm not saying that at all. But if if he has access to alcohol, he's allowed to drink it with his dad. <laughs> no, no, no. He's allowed to drink. His dad could give him um, a bottle of Perno <laughs> and some tenant super. And he could go off into a park and cane that himself. No. Yes, I don't he did. like beer or wine. Eben, leave, Eben, mate, please, stay out of this. I'm having a word yeah. with her. I'll sort it out for you. <laughs> now... I, I, I'm fine with Diet Coke. Malibu yeah. and Coke. Get Malibu and Coke. Get him, get him half a bottle of Malibu, fill the, top the rest up with Coke, right? Or a bottle of... Get a bottle of Coke and then just pour a bottle of Malibu in there, shake it up... Drink it through straws gets you drunk quicker because yeah. it's it's hit the, imp- the, the alcoholic impact. What did you have for your tea, Eben? I had a chicken kebab, kebab yep. with salad yep. and fries. Well, if you play your cards right, you, you, see it again. you can enjoy it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two for the price of one. And if one of those dodgy kebab shops, there was one which was actually clean, not with a greasy if I, chef. If mm. I... I, th- I find a greasy chef gives it more flavour. I don't know about you. <laughs> if I ran um, a restaurant, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't bother keeping it clean. <laughs> oh, no. I would spend more time working out how to forge those um, uh, hygiene ratings. Oh. And I'd give myself a four out of five, because five is unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know anyone that's Especially got five out of five. Especially the cockroaches. No, 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 no. Let's not be silly. Um, I, I would give myself a four. There must be templates online where you can you can print those off. Nick someone else's. Yeah, there must yeah. be. And I, I would do that. The police in Swansea that has a hygiene rating of one... Indian takeaway. Yeah, well, don't don't name it, but I would eat. Uh, but I, I, uh, Bye for honesty. I went <laughs> to um, when I did a show in um, uh, uh, Bristol or was it Bath? I can't remember. And um, there was a lovely young gentleman called Will Guyatt, who is a technology expert, and we hadn't met before, but we'd corresponded. Um, and he said after the show, "I'll take you out for a meal." Beautiful, fantastic. Now the show finished a bit late, you know, and um, the only place we could find was this burger bar. And it wasn't a big chain, it was one of Burger Bar. And get this, Eben, we had kangaroo burgers. Yeah. You go in there and it says on the menu, burgers, meat, b- beef burgers, hamburgers, cheeseburgers, kangaroo burgers. You're going to go for the kangaroo burgers, particularly when you're with a bloke you've never met before. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the food equivalent of getting your wanger out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we had these um, kangaroo burgers. And I, I saw Will for the first time in ages this week. And he reminded me that the next day I had a very upset stomach. Mm. Well, he also forwarded on a link um, from the local newspaper shortly after we ate there. That um, place got a zero (laughs) hygiene rating. Now, a zero means, I think... There's like human feces on the counter. In the I burger. Think that's, in the burger. I think that's what that means. 
Anyway. Anyway, Eben. So, yeah, go and have some Perno and Black. And, um... Okay. Uh, uh, you, you, you enjoy yourself, my son, all right? Okay. I sure will do that. Thank you, Eben. Um, or a bottle of Thunderbird. Richard! Oh, it's Richard. Uh, why are you encouraging your listeners to get drunk? Uh, I'm not. Because you are this week. I think you'll find I'm not. They're not your listeners, Catherine. <laughs> uh... I got you there. Hey, that was a snappy comeback from me. It's unusual. Uh, well, because so many of them, um, Richard, are drunk, I want everyone to be in the same frame of mind. I suppose that if we're all on the same level, then, you know, it does make those calls easier to listen to. It does make them easy. I'm tempted to um, get off the wagon and do the show steaming. <laughs> Just sat here with a bottle of Jack Daniels, mixed with Coke, of course. I couldn't drink that stuff neat. Or a bottle of Voddy and some orange juice. Whoa, vo- vodka and orange juice. Oh, my, my, I'm salivating. Yeah, but I used to drink quite a lot of that, and it gives you a bit of gut rot, doesn't it? I haven't had a vodka and orange juice in 12 and a half years. Whoa, just neck that. Whoa! Whoa! Neck it! Give me another one! Double! Double vodka! Whoa! Neck that. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Oh, so I think you were quite dismissive of uh, that um, alien radar app because uh, it, it's got a warning saying to be careful with it. And yeah, no, if exactly. it wasn't genuine, why would it have a warning? Who is that? Um, who was that? That miserable bloke phoning up. What was he? What was Liam talking about? Miserable so and so. Silly sausage. Silly sausage. You don't know the show. Listen, if we are, if, if there are alien spaceships, we're going to be the ones to tell you about it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, Angela has since tweeted me to say that they've disappeared now, so either they've gone... They heard us. ...or, or they've got a cloaking device. Um, so, and also, if you said to, they were only affecting the South, and um, so I feel partly to blame, because maybe, you know, that's a result of, of my... Well, maybe they're Northerners, too. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean, maybe... Can we just... Um, can sorry, I just... No, hang on a second, hang on a second. I want to say hello to a young gentleman called Mark Smith. Hello, Mark Smith. Mark Smith is... Oh, he looks a bit like me. He does a bit. He looks a bit like... Look at the picture of... Go to his Twitter page. Look at the picture of him in the dicky bow. Yeah, I know. That's me. Well... That's like a better looking... A slightly better... That is like... He's got the same eyes. Unfortunately. I'm sorry about that, Mark. I do apologise. Mark has just discovered the show for the first time... um, and he um, is enjoying it. So I would like to suggest that the next 33 minutes of broadcast is dedicated to Mark Smith, to the memory of Mark Smith. The guy from the fall? No, that's Mark E. Smith, you muppet. (laughs) Unbelievable. Don't be rude about the show, about the person to whom this show is now dedicated. I'm sorry, sorry, Mark Smith. That's, I'm sorry for confusing you with the um, guy who urinates himself at festivals. Does he? Who uh, we can do that? Famous, slightly libelous, famous pop stars that wet themselves. I'll go first. Fergie, pop stars. Yeah, Fergie. The, not the princess Fergie. I'm talking about the. Have you seen the picture of her wet <laughs> yes, herself? I have. It's a great picture. 
Doesn't she claim that's a drink, though? Well, Whereas Mark, of course, well, what do you think it is? The food? Oh God! No, if she was on. She was. Um, I think she was heavily involved in um, some in, in drugs or something, and that's what she. Uh, anyway, Fergie. <laughs> oh yeah, Leah, not to be libelous, but um, yeah, I think she was heavily involved. No, in she think... got she got chucked off a plane for being drunk, didn't she? <laughs> she. Well, hang on a minute. Now let's just let's just back away from the. Uh, she the... did. No, she was. She did. She did experiment with with drug culture. But and... she's turned her life around. Yeah, she, she's she's a her. wonderful. She's got lovely lady humps. Lovely lady bumps. She is now the. Uh, she's brought out a thing called. Uh, she's the official milf. Oh yeah, milf dollars. Yes, milf dollars. Yeah. She was probably the most talented person in Black Eyed Peas, but she had bars. Shut up, man. What about Will I Am? Name name the third Black Eyed Pea. Oh. Totoro. You've done this before, haven't you? Yeah. Isn't it like his name Apple or something? Apple. Totoro. Apple. William. And Fergie. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the stage <laughs> the Black Eyed Peas. Totoro. A fruit name. Um, well, the, do you know what the word for um, apple is in Japanese? Apple. Sorry? <laughs> is it apple? <laughs> no. I have no idea. Ringo. <laughs> Ringo. So, so, so in Japan, it's called Apple Star. Oh, that's nice. That's great, isn't it? That's a great. I'm right. Apple, and the, also, Apple, Apple, the Apple Records. It's all. This is a conspiracy. I'm sure you can link this back to uh, Richard, somehow. What the hell have you called in for? Um, I called in to uh, discuss what are the parameters of enjoying other people's misfortune. Because um, it was this morning. Cause it's been snowing today in London a little bit. Mm. Um, and no. I still, like I, I one thing I really really enjoy is watching people run for buses and just miss them. Oh, I enjoy that. Yeah, as long as people aren't getting hurt, I enjoy. Yeah, I enjoy that. And, and I, I also have the um, parameter of as long as it's on a bus route that is more frequent than every eight minutes. I um, late at night. I don't know where it was. North East London somewhere. And I was driving through slightly quiet, deserted um, part of town. And someone ran, someone ran for the bus, right, and just missed it. It was that thing. About 11 o'clock at night, it was that thing. They slowed the jog to the I'm not bothered. No, they got, no, they got to the door and the door shut. Oh. And they're banging on the door and the, uh, the bus driver was doing the thing of not even looking at oh. them. Wouldn't even turn and look at them. That's cold. And, uh, so, I was driving and I was overtaking the bus. So I stopped in front of the bus. And I stopped, and it was a narrow road, they couldn't, couldn't overtake me. We're there for about a minute and a half, 90 seconds... Before he opened the door and let the person on, and I drove now, away. You've got beef with bus drivers. Oh, I, behavior, I, I don't like bus drivers. I mean, I used to have. I like this. I used to have one bus driver that used to drive the one three four, the one four two. Um, and um, well, one day he didn't stop for me. Not only did he didn't stop for me, he pulled out into the next lane. So I um, once got on his bus. Why did I? I ended up sitting upstairs and the bus not moving for 10 minutes and i went down and and he he said he said something i said why are you not moving and he said because because you're an idiot and you need to get off my bus i said what have i done and we shouted at each other um and then another time that the time that he, he didn't stop to pick me up and he moved out to the other lane i went and stood it was traffic i went and stood in front of him and started filming him on my phone <laughs> stood in front of the bus richard filming him on my phone and the traffic cleared and he couldn't move. And he just sat there, put his hand over his face like that. And I was there for about five or six minutes, right? And then I heard a voice going, Ian, what on earth are you doing? I turned out it was my wife coming home from work. 
<laughs> she said, what on earth are you doing? And I said... I'm making a show of you again. I said, this... This, this bloke won't let me on his bus. And then he, he, he says, just, just come, come home. I said, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be home in a minute. Put some trousers on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> sober up, put some trousers on. I said, I'll, I'll be home in a minute. And I had another bus driver, a different one. This was the same guy, but this is a different one. Hold me hostage. Took me hostage on a bus. Why does this stuff always happen he to you? He took me hostage on a <laughs> bus, right? We, we, I got on the bus. Now, admittedly, it was my fault. I didn't realise. I thought it was driving mm. into town. I didn't realise he was only going to go two stops and then his route was going to end. Right. So we got to one bit. We, we got to the next stop and he said, everyone off. And I went, I'm not getting off. <laughs> he went, everyone off. I said, I'm not getting off. So everyone got off except for me. And um, we sat there. It was like a stalemate. We sat there for about five minutes. I was thinking, oh, this is really awkward. And then I went, right. And then he started driving really fast. Oh. And I said, let me off. He said, no. I said, let me off. He said, I said right. So then like, we're on the bus. He's going really fast. So I phoned up the bus company. I said, your bus driver is holding me hostage. <laughs> he won't stop the bus. <laughs> and then we got to some traffic lights. And I said, open the door. He went, no. I said, open the effing door now. He said, no, I'm not going to. So I pushed the emergency button and jumped off. And ran away. Wow! That was. I mean, that was. Uh, you are deliciously stubborn. That was like to the point where even you, you're out stubborn in your own mind. It was really. I, I've actually had one incident with a bus driver, which was it, it was it was more of a um, a bureaucracy thing rather yeah. than any kind of you know violent incident. Um, but <laughs> I, I was um, once as drunk as one of your regular listeners, um, yes. and I was just trying to get a, a bus from Central London to Whitechapel, which is like a 15 minute journey. Uh, and I fell asleep on it, and the bus goes all the way to Essex. Um, so I woke up in Ilford. Yeah. Um, and I, I, like, the bus driver woke me up, and he was like, end of line, mate. Um, and I said, oh, so I've fallen asleep. Um, do, you, do you just go back the other way? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go, I'll go back the other route. And I was like, oh, well, I'll, just, I'll just stay on then. And he was like, well, no, no, I don't leave for another five minutes. Oh. Uh, and I was like, sorry, this is the middle of winter as well, and it was raining, I think, as well. And uh, he was like, you have to get off the bus, mate, and get back on. What? So um, he, he made me get off the bus, and he closed the door. He sat there and read a newspaper for five minutes while I stood outside in the rain. And then five minutes later, he opened the doors again and let me on again. Uh, <laughs> wow. I hate, I hate bus drivers. My sister's just tweeted me, you sound just like Dad right now. Well, I did. Uh, and I, the thing is, as well, I'd commit to these arguments quite early on. Mm-hmm. And then very, within minutes, think, Oh, what am I doing? Yep. But I'm I'm in this now. I've got to. I've the got mobile to, phone. I've got to stick with it. I've got to stick with it. Um, thank you for that, uh, Richard. Whatever it was you were calling in about. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We've got no calls lined up, so now will be an excellent time. You've you've reminded me, Catherine. Yes, of the mobile, the mobile phone, phone incident shop. Uh, they were, they, I mean, they were shysters in that shop. There's a, there's, a, there's a shop near where I live that fixed mobile phones, and I'd been in there before. Cracked screens. You're going to do the cracked screen. And I'd been in there before. You cracked the screen with oh, it just in your pocket, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, but I crack it all the time. I don't know what's going on there. I, I think maybe I've got special power or I can break glass. But I'd taken a phone in there before, and they'd repaired it. And then afterwards, the, the microphone, the, the speaker didn't work. Mm. So I'd have it on speakerphone, and it didn't work. But I just... I, stupidly i didn't connect the two so in the end i just ended up buying a new phone and then i broke the screen again and i took it in and he fixed it and it was like 50 quid or 40 quid 50 quid and you, you pick it up in an hour and it's like great and then 
pretty soon after, I noticed it would f- the phone would freeze, so the touchscreen would stop. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, the touchscreen would stop working, and it might only be for like a minute or two minutes, and then it will be fine. And it was it was kind of annoying, but it wasn't the end of the world. But after a week, I thought, no, this is um, no, this is stupid. This, I'm, I'm going to go and have a word with this fella. So I, I went in, and I said, um, "Have you?" I said, "My phone, the touch screen doesn't work." And he said, "No, it's working now." I said, "Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's um, it's intermittent." And so he played with it for a bit, and he went, "No, nah, it, it, it's it's fine." I went, "No, no, 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 no. It, it's intermittent. It 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 might not happen for a day, but um, it will." Uh, uh, I can. Do you know what? Hang on a second. I can read you because I wrote a review of it. Yeah. Um, I wrote a review of it, which you can read online. Um, where is it? 16 Google reviews. Hang on. Um, here we go. Shall I read the review? Go on. You are livid. I took my... This is the review. Gave it one star. Right? And I won't say the name of the shop. I took my phone into this shop a couple of weeks ago to have a cracked screen repaired. I was charged £60. Shortly after getting my fixed phone, I noticed the touchscreen sometimes didn't work. I didn't think too much of it initially, an extra swipe here, a few jabs more at an app, but over the 14 days it became progressively worse. It was intermittent, so I was unable to predict when it would happen, but it could be five or even ten minutes before my screen would respond. I called the shop, who said no problem, they would sort it out. That was it, I phoned them up. They didn't. The gentleman behind the counter with a beard fiddled with it for 30 seconds and said, looks all right to me. Yes, it's intermittent, I replied. Well, nothing I can do about it, he said, handing me back the phone without even meeting my gaze. But it keeps freezing, I pleaded. Need to bring it in when it's happening. Yeah, but it's intermittent, so I don't know when it happens, and it may only last a couple of minutes. Are you suggesting I jump in my car wherever I am and bring it in if it freezes? Yes. (laughs) It was all calm up to this point. I then dared to criticise his phone repairing skills by suggesting he didn't know how to fix phones. I may have initially said he'd broken my phone, but retracted that almost immediately. The questioning of his phone repairing skills seemed to prompt a rather angry reaction. Right, that's it. Get out of my shop. I'm not having you saying I can't fix phones. Go on, out. But my phone isn't fixed after I brought it into you to fix. That implies you didn't fix it. (laughs) How do you know it was me? Could just be coincidence. Right. It was at this point I realised I was dealing with someone who was going to be tricky. This prompted my first mistake. Well, my second, if you include going into the store, as my first. I told him I would quite happily wait in the shop until the phone froze so he could see. Well, why not? I had two hours on my parking ticket and I'd only popped into town to get a pizza for my tea. (laughs) Wait outside. No, I'll wait here, I think. I can make you leave. Okay. About ten minutes into this charade, I realised I'd probably made a mistake. There was no guarantee the phone was going to freeze. But what to do? I couldn't leave now. I'd look silly. Oh, pride, why do you make us do these things? I attempted to lighten the mood by asking for a selfie with Beard. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot that. I'd asked him for a selfie. He refused. I then asked for a grumpy selfie, saying I hoped we could bond over this. Look, mate... If you think this is funny, it isn't. Get out. I have to make it clear. I was angry to start with, but I never threatened Beard. Invaded his personal space, made aggressive gestures or shouted. My indoor language was kept to a minimum. (laughs) 
unlike Beard, who I noticed swore in front of a young teenage girl customer. 40 minutes into this fiasco that was my Saturday afternoon, I really started to worry. Would I have time to get the pizza? Would the phone freeze again? But more importantly, how the hell am I going to leave here with my integrity intact? Short answer, I wasn't. (laughs) 55 minutes. And I told him I would call trading standards. Then came forth a revelation. Turns out they must have introduced a new trading standards law. Either that or Beard was talking guff. You can't get them now. Sorry? You can't get them now. You've told me you're going to get them, so that's a threat. You're not allowed to threaten me. (laughs) This is the most insane logic I've ever heard. But I'm hardly one to discuss sanity. At this point, I'd been in the shop for nearly an hour thinking, my wife's going to kill me. (laughs) Such an idiot. After an hour and 15 minutes... I engineered a phone call. Is that when you rang me? No, this is this was I did I had spoken to you, but I didn't have time to conclude you in the review. But I just laughed. I really needed a wee. <laughs> so I asked my friend Paul to call me so I had an excuse to get out of the shop. Actually, this is Scoins. Actually I had him repeat to me over and over again Walk out of the shop. Walk out of the the shop. What I did was I I texted him and said, Paul, I'm going to call you um, and I want you to um, uh, I want you to to repeat walk out of the shop. And so I did. And I phoned him up and he said, walk out of the shop, walk out of the shop. And I pretended to the guy, you're lucky. I've got a really important phone call. Walk out of the shop, walk out of the shop. I did and realised I'd been dumb. I'd look stupid, and I still had a broken phone. Just to say, while Beard was tricky and obtrusive, his young assistant was nothing but polite and professional. I wish him every success. That actually happened. That happened to a grown man in his 40s. Yeah, but the other grown man was equally Oh, he was, a, he was an absolute bell cheese. I mean, what a plum. Um, and there are loads of... You can't of ba- call them now you've told me. <laughs> Is it magic? But there are loads of... Um, here we go. Utter, like a wish. <laughs> there are loads of reviews, one-star reviews. Poor service. Awful. Utter bell piece of a shop. <laughs> Shite. <laughs> so, there's quite a few. And fair play, a week later, I was sat uh, sat near the shop, and it froze, right? And so I, it was frozen, so I was holding it so it froze. And I ran to the shop. I had to push a man who had, in crutches, on crutches, who was going in. I pushed him out of the way. I said, I'm really sorry, mate, this is an emergency. And it was the other lad. I went, look, 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 it's frozen, it's frozen. He went... Oh, yeah, we can fix that now. <laughs> so we fixed it. In the end, it, it was knackered and I had to buy a new phone. But, um... So, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing... The standoff. It's in there for an hour and 15 minutes. And there were other customers coming in. And I, 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 I would say very loudly, You still haven't fixed my phone! And he'd say, Can you stop? Can you get out now? Because I said, No, 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 I just want to know. just want to say, You still haven't fixed my phone, but I'm happy to stand here. And it's a tiny little shop. It's more of a kiosk than a shop. Wow. Fun times, guys. Fun times. Um, 0344 499 1000. Talk radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah. <sighs> No, I'm not going to give out the phone number. None of their business. 
Here we go. Hey, imagine this. Get this. This is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. Some good stories in the papers today. Imagine, imagine this happened to you. An elderly man whose family thought had died mm. knocked on his coffin lid <gasps> as they prepared to bury him and asked, What's happening? The 75-year-old had been lying in the coffin for eight hours. His son, Huang Mingquan, said his father, who'd been battling cancer, had stopped breathing and had cold feet and hands. And you don't bury someone because they've got cold feet and hands. I've got cold feet and hands. Yes! I'd bury you. Mm. The family had slaughtered a pig and made flower wreaths ready for the funeral in the village of Yu Ching, China. They rushed over when they heard the banging and the confused pensioner asked, Are you preparing my funeral? The man, who is still weak, has spent the past three days since coming back from the dead in bed eating porridge. Oh, what's an extra detail we didn't need, isn't it? (laughs) Three days of that. (laughs) What a strange... He's tired. What a strange way to end a story. Yeah, That's like my kids' stories. He spent three days in bed eating porridge. The end. <laughs> Nothing else to say. The end. Uh, one of the greatest things in the world, of course. You don't, you don't see it too often. We're too quick these days to put our animals to sleep when they lose rear limbs. You don't see dogs on wheels anymore. My auntie had a dog on wheels. It was oh, great. it's the best. It, is, it really is. It's what it is. It's life affirming. It's nature plus science equals giggles. Giggles and, and love. L- dogs, little dogs. Well, this is quite a big one. This is a boxer. And they pull it could go like, like the clappers. Yes. And, the, and it was a little bit unstable, so he used to rattle along. But he was happy enough. You don't, you don't see it anymore. Oh. Well... Here's a tortoise on wheels. Oh, Look at I like that. Them. Have you seen that? Giant tortoise That's on wheels. That's not the one that had its legs um, eaten by rats, is it? Well, let's let's read the story, Catherine. Let's find out what happened. Uh, let's find out exactly what happened to the, the poor old so-and-so's back legs, shall we? And what they've done bizarrely... They've put, like, tractor wheels on, haven't they? Well, they've put tractor wheels on. They've put, um... Yeah, and then they've put another tortoise on his back. Unless there's... Did they put the tortoise on his back, or is it just... Uh, oh, no, here we go. Here we go. A giant tortoise who developed arthritis in his back legs after jo- after what? After joining a breeding program. Flipping heck! They didn't put that tortoise on his back. Oh, my knees. My knees are gone. This blooming breeding program. I thought it'd be fun, but done my knees in. Don't matter. We can we can uh, get rid of them and put wheels on. What? Yeah, you put wheels on and you can carry on. I hope he's got a break, otherwise. Nope. <laughs> he has been to carry on. <laughs> he's been fitted with a pair of wheels to help him get around. Flipping it! Listen to this. Oh, this is a great title. What? A t- listen to this title. Described as a prolific breeder. Oh, I know a few of them. Well, the estate I grew up on, flipping it. <laughs> By keepers at Dinosaur Adventure Park in Lenwade, Norfolk, Bert, 22... <laughs> Glad we know which Bert. Had his way... Had his way... Had his way... With five females 
during the two-month programme. Well... Producing dozens of offspring. Had his way? Here's a question. Mm. What does a tortoise's penis and vagina look like? Genuine question. Very much like the rest of the tortoise, I imagine. Like Yoda? <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I've got to imagine it a lot. I'm going to Google it. Oh. I'm going to Google it. There's a new study about which animals blow off. I don't know about um, animal willies, whether there's an animalwilly.com. penis. Let's have a look at that. Uh, Let me have a look. Flipping heck! What the hell is that? That is mad! Jeez, look at that! Oh, wow. That's like... Flipping heck! It's like a baby's arm. You know, like when a sausage bursts. That is... On gosh, that is the dirty buggers. <laughs> that is incredible. Horrible. Right. Let's go and have a look for the ladies' bit. Oh no, 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 no we this have is to... nature. This is nature. This is how we learn. Struth, yeah. That looks like you know those um, oh, you know gosh. those like long plastic things you get where you can put your finger in it and it kind of en- envelops your finger you know those those like things that are hard to hold they're like blue plastic you get them at the science museum blue plastic things and you like slimy sausages that's what no i think it looks more like that thing that peter davison stuck his arm in no not peter davison peter duncan, peter duncan stuck his yeah, arm in, yeah, in flash I'll gordon i'll give you i'll bring in the toy i mean so you know flipping it, isn't it eh? wow um every day is a school day it really is. It's look. That's actually, I'm not doing that for cheap, cheap laughs or cheap thrills. Although I did feel a little. I didn't. No, I'm I'm doing that for educational purposes. Good grief, though. Now the 15 stone African spurred tortoise's back leg sees up in the winter, and he needs his strap on to stay mobile. Oh come on, guys! Come, come on, guys! That's the that's the express right in that. That is the express right in that. That is the, the, that is disgusting. Sick filth. That ban this sick filth. I tell you, I'm gonna, I've got some a lot of stories here, so I'm going to run up and down on the stories. You tell me when to stop. Stop. That's the tortoise one again. Do it. Again. Oh no! I, I tell me, do the next one. The next one there, which is uh, this is an outrageous story. It's the express again. Go to the express again. Gosh, the express today. And I can understand this. I can understand this. Teacher sellotaped eight-year-old to desk to stop him fidgeting. Wow. I can understand that. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I condone it. It's old school, that that kind of method, isn't it? A teacher was warned. Warned. He was just warned. He was warned. He's got as a long job. As don't put it on the lips. That's the sackable offence. A teacher was warned about his behaviour last night after sellotaping an eight-year-old boy to his desk to stop him fidgeting. Now... <gasps> But, well, well, I mean, was it, I, I doubt it was like that scene in King of Comedy when Sandra Bernhardt ties up Jerry Lewis and it's, she's, he's gaffered and he can't breathe. I bet it was just like the hands on the desk and, well, let's read on. Let's find let's out. Let's find out they'll, just they'll, they'll, how they'll comprehensive it. this taping was. Primary school supply teacher, Matthew Brown, 38, was covering for a staff member's maternity leave in July 2015, when he taped the ankles of pupil A to a plastic chair. Oh. No. An Education Workforce Council hearing was told Brown later taped the same boy's hands to his desk. 
in a third incident, Brown of Landudno. Landudno. <laughs> also owned up to take it, taping a girl's hand to a rugby ball. Oh, Although he stressed this was an accident. What? Sounds like he's pretty free with the tape. Brown admitted the three incidents, but denied they amounted to professional misconduct. Um, the the, the uh, council dismissed the rugby ball matter, but ruled that twice taping up pupil A was a lapse in his professional judgment. It wasn't his intention to cause harm. Nevertheless, his actions were inappropriate. Well, it's not about harm, is it? It's about embarrassing the kid. He said he did it a joke at the time. Oh, no. Come. I mean, you, you wouldn't do it. You're stupid to do it. But a little bit of classroom bants. A little bit of... Um... Like when the teacher used to throw the blackboard rubber at your head. Yeah. Kind of bants. Yeah. We, we once... Uh, um, we used to have a teacher. I won't say his name, but he was incompetent. And um, we once hung a Johnny... From the door frame. Yeah, we, we walked in, he, ba- he bashed his head on the Johnny. We it was funny. blew one up and it was... Yeah. It was floating past the window. Oh. Yeah, she didn't like that. We also had a plastic poo and put it on the desk and she thought we'd done it. She thought it was real. What kind of animals did you think she had? This guy had such little control over his pupils. You couldn't tell where he was looking. It's a joke. That I remember one class, we just got bored, so some of us just got up and we was on the ground floor, just got up and climbed out yeah, of the windows. Yeah, yeah, the and windows. Walked up, Come back! Come back! No. Not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, well. Weren't we horrible? Well. Why have they pulled... Oh, I was going to say what the show was going to be about. We haven't got time now. Um, someone's just... Why would you send me a text? YouTube explosive exertion of a duck's penis. It's like an aggressive corkscrew. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> When Ben Penny Smith comes in and does her show in the morning... That's what she's going to see. These are all the tweets she's going to see, talking about tapia penis and explosive exertion. She's going think, what the hell is this rubbish that's on at night time? And she'd be right to think that. Mm. She'd be absolutely right. Well, on that bombshell, guys, it's another week has done and dusted. Uh, don't forget, of course, you can um, download the podcast... Um, the podcast of tonight's show will be up on Monday evening, guys. Don't panic. How's that New Year's Eve podcast I'll do it coming? over the weekend, all right. Because I've sent you the link to download it now. Yeah, I'll do it. Because you'd, lo- you could- you'd lost... I couldn't get it off the system here. That's- okay, but people are demanding it. I know. People are demanding it. I don't like being mithered. I know, but I, I would like you to do your job. And, dear listener, on that bombshell... Here's a job. Well, that's just disgusting. Talk Radio. Intelligent, organic entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.